0: He is a big-time Jet fan, Kevin James. I was a running
1: back in high oh. school is that and wrong? college. This is when you realize the dream is kind of over, when you <laughs> suck at Division three football.
0: <laughs> I think this podcast needs more though. Will Ferrell.
2: I also ran into John Elway in the bathroom. Could have He could have given me a forearm shipper there. <laughs> you could have <laughs> rammed my head.
0: Larry David. No question was. I could be an offensive coordinator.
1: Remember the Dan Marino play against course, the Jets, the, the fake Jets? spike. The fake spike? I had that years before. <laughs> <did it>. Years. <laughs>
3: I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen.
0: Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. One preseason week in the books. We got the preseason. We got it on time. Who who was nervous about that throughout the hundred and thirty-six-day lockout? I mean who really uh, uh, that's right, I was. I was. And uh we got it off and running. We got it off and running. It was really exciting to see the actual football portion of football being back. That was great to see Our ratings were through the roof our no huddle uh our no huddle show me and moose johnston we were spinning around the dial for the first five preseason games of the year on the first Thursday night dipping into all sorts of games for three and a half hours um Mike Del Tufo, sound man, oh, extraordinary soundman It was you said, unbelievable. I loved it. You, you said you saw the ratings. You're 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 in tune with everything, right? Yeah, it was about
2: seven hundred and fifty. We beat who did we beat that? I night? think we beat a lot of the late night people, like the Conans and we I beat mean,
0: Conan. I think we made the yeah. No Huddle Show on NFL Network. I think beat it Conan actually did
2: that night. Yeah, on we actually TVS. had about a, we had between seven hundred and eight hundred thousand people. It was on yeah, wow. and it was. No people kidding. were that excited just to watch. And when I went out to the bar after, people were like, Oh my god, preseason football is back again.
0: When you say you went out to the bar, you're talking about the law exam that you're taking?
2: No, the, the logo.
0: Oh. Bar. Yes. Okay. But they I had to put pants on,
2: so I could not <laughs> wear my <laughs> shorts, which kind of was perfect.
0: Oh God. I had to put pants on. And they were NFL,
2: of course. I'm sure yeah. they
0: were. I'm sure they were freebies. I'm sure they were NFL. Hey, i getting OG new pants.
2: beats made. They're going to be different. They're beats actually, by Dres. Yeah, they're actually going to be logoed. But I'm not going to. They will be debuted at the first week of the of the podcast. Yes, and for and the Chris regular season. Chris gave me the idea of what really? I really are. You certain
0: yes. the first regular season? Now, are you talking about post week one, but in between week one and yes.
2: week two, or the lead-up show? No, the post week because we're. I'm going to the kickoff. So I have to after that. I come back when I get back. They'll debut.
0: All right. Some of us aren't going to kick off because yeah. I'm going to hear in studio. You know that Dion's going to be out there That's in right. Lambeau, uh with a couple other guys. But uh, the new game day morning. I know I'm crew gonna miss
2: the first of the game with
0: Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner now added to the mix. We're all going to be here. We're going to it's what's called Branding. We're going to be doing our pregame show before the Saints and Packers kick it all off. Three and a half hours long, just a wee half hour shy of our normal four-hour oh. game day morning pregame show.
2: Am, I'm I'm excited. I'm I've God literally gotten to the Me point too. of where it's like no, it's great. I can't wait for that first. It's
0: unbelievable. It's and uh, and and the whole game day morning crew was together this week for a promo shoot. For a promo shoot, we shot a two-day promo. Dion was thrown into that mix, too, because it was a game day in total shoot. Dion, part of game day final with Mooch, and part of game day highlights with me and Mooch at 7.30 Eastern.
2: And there's a great discussion They those coming up with that. Oh. Are you are you promoing
0: what's coming? Are you teasing what's I up on the show? That's where I was teasing. going. That's where I was going. I'm sorry, Rich. Please, make sure I sound good. I always come Now on. you're, you're helping me. I know you do. I try.
4: Put a mic in front of him and he'll take it a mile. Chris Law. Look out. Podcast
0: audio version producer. All right. Yeah, that's where I was going. We were all here for, for a promo shoot. And uh, I figured, you know, there's always downtime in a promo shoot. You're always sitting around twiddling your thumbs, waiting for cameras to be repositioned or, as they say in the business, repoed. I'm like, there's got to be 15, 20 minutes of time where I sit down with all the guys for the podcast.
2: And you've shot films, so you understand it's even longer than Oh, film. yeah. is actually not as long. It's not.
0: So we did. Me, Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Deion Sanders, Warren Sapp, Steve Mariucci, all together. And uh, that was fun.
2: What a great crew.
0: And we shot it outside of the normal uh, podcast booth. We shot it on the stage where uh, Marshall does his demos. On Sunday, So there's that. Uh, Also on this show, Mike Tirico, my old colleague and friend from ESPN, the voice of Monday Night Football, now his sixth year in the booth, one of the best in the business. He is what they call a Rolls Royce. When he is at the mic, you do not feel a single bump on the road. It is truly remarkable how good he is, how an incredible command of the facts that he has, and also... Calls the action on the spot as it happens perfectly. Mike Tirico, one of the best in the biz, will talk about Monday night football, getting set for another season of that on ESPN, the worldwide leader in sports.
2: That was a really good VO.
0: You know, actually, the VO guy they have—I forget his name—but I always used to make fun of it. They told me to stop. I always made fun of him on Sports Center. Always.
4: Guy, I thought it was no. Yeah, he
0: talks like this.
4: I thought it was some software that maybe they got to...
0: The cold hard facts coming up. One year here, I'll just tell the story. One year they, they they, they, they you know, uh, got consultants in to, to show how SportsCenter was doing this or that. And the ratings were this in one block and ratings were that in another block. And so they decided that the issue to keep people from one segment to another was the way that the show was being teased going to break. And a lot of us anchors would just lay that up. You know, hey, coming up, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Coming up, uh, the Seattle Sonics are taking on, you know, whoever. And I'm dating myself, clearly, with the Seattle Sonics. That's what it was back then. But, uh, you know, we would have fun. We would sometimes reference what was happening during the earlier part of the segment. Was having fun, laughing, going to break. No, no, no. We had to stop that and most of all phrase things in the form of a question. The Sonics were going for their eighth straight win tonight. Would they get it? Stay tuned on SportsCenter. Next. You know. So they made us start doing that sort of stuff. And a lot of our, our, me included, just, you know, blew it off and did whatever we wanted to do anyway. So they started basically um, recording the bumps to break. On the Sunday night Sports Center, because they knew earlier in the day what the, the games were going to be, because most of the games were during the day. So at 11 o'clock at night, you could just have a voiceover guy voice the bumps and take it out of the hands of me and Dan Patrick and Stuart Scott. And we just would throw, we just would stop talking. And then coming up on Sports Center.
4: Had they have just gotten Brockmire, it wouldn't have been an issue. That would have been right? my,
0: Yeah, Jim Brockmire. <laughs> Jim, <laughs> Fusili Primavera. But coming up on Sports Center. A Sunday conversation with one of the best golfers in the professional circuit today. Tiger Woods sits down one-on-one with Carl Ravitch. That, that's pretty spot-on. That's that is great, great, Rich. I, I mean, that's basically. That well that's what it was. And also ahead, you know, I mean, oh goodness gracious, I would just, I, I, I would then go on Sports Center throughout the rest of the week, and then do that guy's voice going to break. Coming up. Coming up, the Nashville Predators are winless in their last four games. Could they break that streak against the Blue Jackets of Columbus next? (laughs) Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, Tariq on. Good times there. And lastly, uh, back by popular demand, not lying, got some great feedback the last time this man was on. Jim Morris Sr., movie enthusiast. He will be here rating six films. Six of them with his own special rating of diddly poos. And he does
2: know diddly poos He does. Do we have that sound or we don't have that capability working, in this room? We actually, are we working on we're enhancing we're working,
0: can we enhance the podcast? We're
2: enhancing the podcast audio in the audio world when I move into this room permanently. This will become my permanent what room. What do you I mean you're you're I'm coming over here starting the first week of September. So when I move oh, this, over, here, so
0: it's all after the 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 yeah, kickoff. We gotta wait. Our this. world, okay. so
4: world. is also in preseason mode right yeah. now.
0: <laughs> Don't pull anything. Stay I'm hydrated. Stay out. hydrated. And out. you two can't brawl. I have to break <laughs> you up. Uh, the diddly poo rating system, um, as we all know, his famous rant of team not knowing diddly poo. He hates that, but he has made an exception for this podcast to agree to rate movies by diddly poos the fewer the diddly poos the better sort of the inverse of a star system jim moore senior going to be coming up on this podcast good times everybody let's get started welcome to marshall's field <laughs> <laughs> it We're, is my
5: field it is your field you're renting it right
0: we now. are in fact renting it um i'm thrilled to have uh, the entire game day morning crew uh here marshall faulk freshly minted hall of famer good to see you Project. Steve Mariucci, good to see you. Good To see you. We've got Warren Sapp, good to see you. Hello. My game day highlights, compadre, Fresh freshly famous minted. Freshly minted. Deion Sanders. Thank you.
6: Thank you very much. Good to see you.
0: And newcomer. You're rookie. Rookie. To ready. Ready. Yeah.
5: I've been waiting to say this. <laughs> I've
0: been
5: waiting to say this. That's my quarter. All
0: right <laughs> do, we, do we make him sing the Northern Iowa fight song? No. Right now, right now. Is that, is that no. I mean, no even the Northern Ain't Iowa. Ain't no Jack Del Rio here. We
7: hazing the rookies <laughs> around here. That's no, right. I, well, I'm a 40-year-old rookie again. Man, well, I'm You know what, you was, get a pass was, right there. I was you get 27 a pass. the first time, you know, now, now I'm 40. You it, can
5: pull out a piano. No, hold on, wait. It's going to happen again. We sat in that room felt like rookies.
6: Yeah. You can't talk.
5: You
6: have to sit yeah, there. My question is, is, is there somebody like Mike Marks that's going to tell me how horrible I am daily for, for a while until... They, they, oh, they, they, in the Hall of Fame? They, they they it's going to be, be, be there, huh? Do Charlie do one, of those, on yeah. Yeah. one yeah. of those on staff. They will get to see They have one yeah. of those on staff. Can
8: you explain this? Because one of these guys are not like the others. Can you really explain? That you, Yeah. Well,
0: we're here because we're all shooting a promo. Yeah. And you... Chief I'm not on game day morning. You're trying to leave early again. No, I'm not on game day. You're not on game day morning, but it's so, game. Yeah. I, I found this out, you know, eventually that it's not all about the highlights show. Marshall always gave me grief when all I did was the game day why? highlights, and, why? and then I became on game day but morning.
5: Why? Why? It's Why? easy to talk about the action. After, after it's
0: happened. Happened. That's
1: not yeah. you you go What's going to happen <laughs> Mood you, you better fight Mooch? Okay. okay, so we need you then to come later on in the day, stick around all day, and do a highlight show with us just to see how difficult it but is. What?
5: My expertise difficult. is letting oh, the people oh, know ahead of time what's going <laughs> to happen. I'm letting happen. you know what to
8: look
7: for in the trenches, not
8: after a, the no fact. No one challenges the fact if you guys are wrong. Well, come and on! You say, "Well, they're gonna league. come out and do this. They're gonna come out. then they don't do that. We don't come back and say we hate to interrupt this program." Prime. But Marsha Falk said they're gonna come out throwing, <laughs> and they're running.
5: After, <laughs> after the highlights run, you know who won. You can't be wrong. You, but know, if he know. Caught, you know if he caught. You know he's caught the ball or not? No, no,
0: no. Hey, there have been many times Why? when we are reacting to something what? Uh, on the fly. First uh, time we see Jay it. Cutler getting hurt. Remember L- yeah. T- oh, LT? Oh, that was real hard remember
5: to talk L- about. Allegedly, Allegedly getting
0: hurt. Okay, allegedly getting hurt. Remember LT? <laughs> same thing. <laughs> That's Dion,
5: Dion, you went off a couple times. Yeah, I did. And, he, and, and we heard about it's, that for it, six days. You go respect listen, our highlight show. Listen. We'll have him on one time. The only thing I know is we predict games we carry around a record. Yeah. You guys talk about things after the fact. Why? They know why they saw the game. No, no, you don't know why. That's like, that's like listening to why. somebody broadcast it's a game the touchdowns being scored. on the radio Why? and on TV. And he's calling it on TV like it's the radio. You see the guy coming down the court with the basketball. Why is he talking about Magic Johnson dribbling the ball up. He's coming up the court. Yeah, at I Why I did Magic you? go to
7: the hole so effortlessly?
5: So it was open. We saw it was open. He went
7: through the lane election meetings. Oh, hold on, wait, wait. This a great this podcast, wait, Rich. Wait, wait, wait.
5: wait, wait. <laughs> Someone on this set knows they know. Highlights, game day morning.
0: Mm, yeah, they're they're both challenging. They're both <laughs> difficult shows to do, I and they are both know. they they both have their own sets. Your first Emmy award-winning show well, was. Well, no on was... no hold <laughs> <a> minute. Let's <laughs> point something out. You mean the well the I mean, Emmy award no, 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 nominated, show nominated show was, show, was game on, day uh, morning, oh! which, I Warner, oh! which I wanted to point out to Kurt Warner that the last time game day morning added somebody new, the show became Emmy nominated that oh, year. Oh, jeez. And yeah, I yeah. just want to we'll show who, who, that might, who's like, that, who, wow. who that person might. I don't know. I'm just throwing so it out there. Hold on, wait. I don't right. know if it if it's correlating. Well, in in way Was last form.
5: year your first year doing game day morning? Full time. Yeah. yeah. Was your first year? Full time hmm. doing it. Yeah.
0: I mean I did it I did it during the playoffs the year before. Right. But there's just I let on the record, There's no pressure. There's no, it, right? pressure.
5: there's no pressure. There's no
0: pressure. There's no pressure. I'm just a yeah, but, yeah, I'm just gonna just
5: be quiet saying,
0: right now. And our coordinator producer, Dan Fleschner, sitting on the side.
5: He he was added to the mix last year. I want to go back to this. Can you answer the question? What? Game day morning. Or that show called Highlights. Can which I one ask, do I like? Which one? There's two of them. legitimate <laughs> to <laughs> choose between can his children. Man.
6: Can I ask? <laughs> Thank you.
5: Thank you.
8: Right. And we're not illegitimate. But by the way, <laughs> can I ask you this? In your glorious career, Hall of Fame like career, when you came, did you wake up and watch the pregame show or you really was excited to watch the highlight show? Oh,
7: ooh. Wow, oh, when hmm. I was playing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is going to be a real yeah. good answer because, boy, 300 pounds
9: yeah. over here. I, I know. <laughs> Which answer
6: that. You? Well, one thing about know, I know, all, I know tell you an honest man, Kurt. You're right, but it wasn't that I wasn't interested in the before show. It was because I was preparing for a football oh. game. Oh. So, I didn't have time for That's that show. That That's that not even a fair we're, we're talking about fans That's, here. That's not a fair talk talking about the fans. We come on once. You guys run
8: You guys run all
6: night. could have the fans wanna they know show they want to know what you guys think before the game. Mm-hmm. There you go. To see if you guys are the experts. Right. There you go. And then you come on after the game and tell them. And, oh, have so a party. Hopefully and just have a party. These guys were right. So You're gonna you get hurt. You're you <laughs> gonna get hurt on that <laughs> fence. You're gonna you get hurt
0: on that fence. You're gonna get on You're going get on the are fence. sitting fence. sitting Kurt. Because I got the fence. and That's right. two highlights, the you
8: know gonna get you know Good
0: answer. Good answer. Good answer. Very good answer. All right. right. Now yeah. all right uh, and, and before you leave this subject, let's give it up to Mooch. You are the only one who does all three shows. Yeah, all three. All three. All right. All three. I don't I know, know how you're gonna you do
1: change it. You're gonna change it this year. Mooch doesn't do all three shows. No show. Yeah,
5: yeah. Don't take that credit. You don't do three. Oh, you tapped out. Oh, you did tap out. You don't do the middle show. You don't do the middle show. I do the middle show. You don't do the middle show. No, right? You didn't do the middle show. I do the middle show. I don't do the
1: middle show. I tapped out of the coach's show. Do three you don't on do on Sunday. the middle show. You know, the game I do they gave me a high level shooting. I only tapped you out once when I lost Desirvin. my voice. Deserving. You're really Yeah, we do the middle We're show, Mitch. Yeah, you show. don't do the Me and you and Rich, middle show, and the night show, you're home changing diapers, and <laughs> Fran comes on, <laughs> and you and I and Michael do the night show. That's true. I'm mistaken. I'm
8: forty four <laughs> right.
5: now. Right. now. I'm yeah, sorry. Don't worry about yeah. it. You, you, let's you get it service.
0: Then let's talk about some of the topics in the NFL that have, have cropped up hmm. over the past uh, few days. Uh, where do you guys stand on Chris Johnson's holdout?
1: Pay the man <laughs> That's surprising.
0: Do you think do you think he's gonna hold out deep into the season? Do you think that this is – Chris he ain't in the hurry to go past, nowhere.
1: He went past the, the Chris is not
0: the in deadline. a hurry to
7: go nowhere. Those years, that, that holding on to me, it means nothing to him. You don't you know give
5: him his contract this year. So he went past the deadline for an accrued year towards free agency, and he just – He didn't need it. Rich, when you're a running back, that, that 30 number, if he don't get a new contract now, he probably won't see another one. He'll, he'll – that'll, that'll be two contracts, or maybe that's two and a half because that little money that they gave him. Was it like, was like a Band-Aid on a gashing wound. He was supposed to get a <laughs> lot of money. Um, I, I, I just don't understand what's going on. All right? what, what else does Tennessee... What, what do they have? Nothing. No, they, they don't have anything else to hang their hat on. It, it, the, kid, the kid sells tickets. He's exciting. Um, He's one of the best in the game. It, no question. When, you give him, when he touches the football... Defense is He's going. a threat every time. And I just don't understand why they can't come to, come to terms with him on giving him ex- an extension. Do you and, really think, and guys are getting money. Do you really think week one is going to roll around? and? If there's no contract for him, he will not be there.
7: Where is he from? Orlando. He'll what, be at the crib. What's that state? Florida they They tell you that I And here's the bad good. About it.
5: every time a running back goes through this and he gets his money, what happens? He gets hurt, because you need to be in camp as a running back, and it's not just for the pounding. You have to go through the repetitions at, at playing that position. You can't just show up and play. Every running back, and you can't say it's a running back's ball. I mean, he obviously he's trying to get his money. The team. It's not like this guy has not put up the numbers. This would have been a lot easier (laughs) after he put up that 2,000-yard season to say, you know what, you can make a special exception for that. But
8: uh, last year he didn't get two grand, you know, didn't have a great year by his standards, correct? Now say, what if he has another year like that? Now they'll start saying that his skills are diminishing. Why would we pay him after going for 2,000 and maybe 1,200, 1,400 and maybe 1,200, 1,400? well, you're, you're diminishing. You're not that
1: type of back anymore. So the time is now. Didn't Mike Reinfeld, their general manager, say that they were going to pay him? right yeah, that that was sort not, buy- He said they, that they not- want, No, they want to. They want to make him the highest-paid running no, back in the game. Don't talk to government. him until he and, comes to camp. Right. So
8: that's a media ploy. Yeah.
1: Exactly. That's all, Steve. But if you're a general manager. And I don't know if he – did he say that? Did Mike Reinfeld yes. he he said say he that? He said that they you want to make camp him camp the highest-paid running it. back, but he's got to come if, to camp. If, a if camp. I were Chris oh. Johnson and I'm not, and my general manager said, I'm going to make you the highest-paid back, come to camp, I'm coming in, and I'm going to come in and get that contract. It's that simple. I like what Deshaun but, Jackson did. He came in, and they're going to yeah, work in the He didn't have deal. an option. He
7: didn't have an option. Well, Why? Why is it different? He's, well, he's one year to, he's later than to Chris Johnson
1: in his contract. It was,
7: it was the one year to get the free agent for yes. him, and if he doesn't hit that date, it would have gone to two years. He'd have been stuck in Philly for two years
1: without his free agency. But so. he's one year longer in the league than Chris is, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, he's three years in the league. Chris, Chris is in front of Deshaun. Yeah. No. No, it's the other, other way. way the other way only been in a couple years. Yeah. So that's the – that's a tough thing that general managers have to figure out oh, yeah, who gets paid. You can't, can't pay them all. This, top this is top so dollars. you got to pick is and third. choose. Yeah. Chris is third. And Deshaun certainly is going to get a new contract. It's right around the corner. And Chris would, too. I just but hope that's the whole. It's money. different
5: I when you're talking about,
7: about a bread
1: runner, a, a ball
7: hog that you hand the ball off, those screens and check downs, everything. To Deshaun, which is a wide receiver, you know, kick return man, my, my running
5: back has to be here. I mean, that, that, that's job made. one for any defense is Chris thing, Johnson. <clears> the bad thing in this league, and we, we all know it, you get paid off potential instead of production. Oh, always. You have two men who have produced. I mean, their stats, it, it's out there. CJ2K and Deshaun. Yes. They're not they quarterbacks. Have produced.
8: They're not quarterbacks. But they have produced. No, no, I agree with you, but it's <laughs> but easier the, but, but, for it, this man right here to walk in there and say, I need my – well, first of all, you don't he have to open his mouth. No, they're going to pay him. They're going to pay him.
0: Why, because he's a quarterback?
6: Well, they just did that. Romo had
0: 17 starts and got $60 Would you agree
6: with that assessment, Kurt, on the quarterbacks? Yeah. I would because it's a quarterback-deprived league. And that's the bottom line is that you know to win in this league, you have to have a quarterback. Yep. You can look at it. The history, you know, shows it. So, yeah. Look at your former team. Look at your former former team. team? The quarterback position, like Marshall said, Strictly on potential. We yeah. have no idea, but we need that position. So, Cobb, so $21
7: million a win is right about what we're <laughs> That's right. potential. That's so, all so he's we'll, ever going to be. So so we'll potential. sell that
6: because we have to have that. Bottom line is they say we have to have that position, so I don't think there's any question. Quarterbacks are overpaid all the time yeah. and continue to be. And that won't change. That's until. won't ever change. Like how many starts does Kevin Cobb have?
5: Seven. Ten. Seven. seven. Seven starts. He's got seven starts. Seven starts. Yep. Three wins.
8: And three wins. Three wins. wins. And you pay him what? $61 million. Sixty. I rest my case. Three. And you that, give away.
5: That, that's potential. Million round win. The that's, round that is big. potential. You get paid mm-hmm. off of potential. That's it's
7: the most league. wasted thing in America on a day-in, day-out basis, but it's the most paid thing in this league. It's very
8: wise, sir. Potential. Speaking of wise, we had an ahead. interesting
0: – I want to talk Ocho with you. The issues with Ocho Warren in, in New England is not the off-the-field stuff. It's not the twittering and all that stuff. Tom Brady this week said that Ocho's going through a crash course right now. What does he mean by that?
7: What he means is Chad's trying to get himself back to the Chad Johnson, not Chad Ocho Cinco. Because the Chad Johnson that we knew and loved Mm -hmm. went to the facility every day, worked on his craft because he knew he wasn't an overly fast guy nor an overly strong guy. So his route running and his preparation would be his key to his Pro Bowls, his 1,000-yard seasons. And now you see the Ocho Cinco guy – that has everything under the sun that he wants to do, now it's back to the basics. It's back to the route running. It's back to the depth on that 18-yard comeback and that square end. you got to be precise because this system is going to require you to do this. Ain't no more cutting corners. Ain't no more five-and-a-half yards on the six-yard out. Ain't no more nine-and-a-half yards on the 12-yard dig. It's exactly that precise route and get in there. And that takes some getting used to, and that's what it is, a crash course, because now he has to revert back to that young man, that went into that facility first thing in the morning was the last one out the door. It's tough when you're 33 years Chad old, fellas. Chad can
8: run routes. Let me be the first to say okay. that.
7: Let, let me be the
8: first to say also that Chad Johnson that ran those same routes when he and Carson Palmer were singing Ebony and Ivory for years, <laughs> going to Hawaii, hooking up, leading the league consecutive consecutive years in mm-hmm. different categories. He still is that guy. Is he as fast? No. Is he as crafty? Maybe so. But the difference is, to me, when a ball gets strong, an interception gets thrown. We're, we can say it's either Chad or it was either Carson Palmer. You can't say that no more. No more. Because no more. now <laughs> we're not pointing our fingers at Brady. You can forget that.
5: Yeah. If there's something going on where the ball is overthrown or underthrown. 85. Chad, what's going on, man? Unless, unless Brady do that. Unless yeah. Brady, unless tell Brady that. do that. <laughs> It's on 85. Yes. But going back to what you just said, um, when you're not on a team or in the huddle or at practice, you don't know whose fault it is. But what happened last year, as bad as Carson played and all the things, even even I had to say about, man, what happened to Carson? When T.O. and Chad went out the game and those young receivers were in there, (laughs) that <laughs> offense pretty good, did it?
7: Good.
8: They yeah,
5: look good. good. The, the people
8: they were playing against were really bad in those last few games. I hear you, Kurt's but they're <laughs> playing this league.
6: Really? They're
5: playing this league. They stop them.
6: some bad teams in this league. Kurt? Well, I mean, I would agree on a number of different points. But, I mean, first, Chad Oldersinker, when we're talking about New England, I don't think there's any question that, like he said, you know who runs that team. And so you do it the way Tom Brady wants you to do it or you're not going to be out there and you're not going to be successful. And he doesn't put up with it. I think the problem that happened in Cincinnati was, like you said, they were together for a long time. So they were on equal footing when you talk about Carson, you talk about Chad. And so there wasn't – I don't want to say there wasn't respect there, but it wasn't, hey, I need you to do it this way. It's got to be done this way or we're not going to be successful. They didn't have that. And so, like you said, there was all these questions. Okay, was it Chad? Was it, you know, was it Carson? What's going on? And you could see the frustration on the sideline. You could – See the body language on the sideline saying, okay, we know whose fault it was. <laughs> right. We're trying not to call, call them out, but it's not going to happen in New England. And I think that's what makes New England so good is you put guys in there. They don't have to be the most talented guys. You say, you go to 14 yards no. and you break in, and this guy's going to four yards and he's coming across. That defender's got to make a choice. If you guys are where you're supposed to be, I'll find the guy that's open. And that's the key. It was the key to our offense yep. is we could plug guys in. They might not have been the most talented, but if you went to the right spot, the offense got guys open. It's my job to get it to them, and you had to catch the ball. And that's what's going to have to happen in New England. That's what Chad's going to have to do if they're going to have success and if he's going to stay there.
1: That, the other thing that's not going to happen is there's not going to be any more bullfighting and there's going to be the no, he's uh, do that. soccer be stuff. Uh, he's, not do that. Uh, we'll he's going see. to stay we'll with see. the going to bullfight. We'll be- see. Be- Belichick, we'll he, see. He's going to and, get to do. And to do all that. of that, dancing to the stars over. we got a couple of guys here. <laughs> When are you guys going on dancing with the stars? My feet bad. He's going to have to he's going to put that stuff on hold for a little bit <laughs> so he can have a good year and he will have a good year because he refocuses whether he turns in the old chat or not whatever that is come early stay late Kurt, 80 uh, catches a game for
7: 400 he 1200 may have, he may have a, his best
1: about. year in a long time if he does that and stays focused with a single purpose not all this other Kurt, stuff. I, I always wonder you know like
5: you said he he and Carson were, were like that you came in to our offense where Isaac had, Isaac had been in the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. I had been in to several. Tory was the first-round pick. But if you said, hey, I need you to run this route like this, it was like, okay, yeah. No yeah. question. Yeah. 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 All right. No." no question. Question.
8: Those are different personalities well, that, that but you that's, just that's exactly But, but you're
5: it's, it's not the personality. It's it's what it takes to win because he right. has to get the ball to right. me right. And, and for it, us to be it, successful. And it's the
6: attention to detail. I mean, that was the one thing when you talk about the guys we had in St. Louis. They had attention to detail. You know, you run an 18-yard route, and you're supposed to, you know, break break it flat, not fall up the field four yards. You tell them to do that; they're not going to do that. They fall up the field four yards. That turns into an interception yep. by the safety, and that's what I saw in Cincinnati. That's the difference. You watch the, two guys. you watch the routes, and, and as talented as, as Chad and Tor, they're not necessarily with precision routes. You know, they're not built around that way. So they're going to roll into something. They're going to be a couple yards deep, a couple yards shallow. And if you're a timing quarterback, that's it. I'm throwing the ball before you break. If you break deep or shallow, the ball's going the other and way. It, and that's how it's built. And that's how it's built in and, New England. And that's, so,
0: how, and that's how people retire yeah, early? Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, is that how that, uh-huh. that's how people say, I'm, I'm now retiring? Is that, I mean, if we hit the Carson Palmer on the head here, basically? Carson's no, I'm not like going to blame out. it on two men.
8: No, I'm not, no, Carson
1: no. wants out. Yeah, Carson? He sold his house. He's because, because,
5: because Carson knew he's been through this rebuilding process that they are going through too many times. He knew that this was coming. Well, uh,
0: I'm, I'm psyched for this year. This is going to be great. We were together for a promo shoot all day. I want to wrap up this discussion Absolutely by showing all the people day. at home. Uh, <laughs> we, we were driving around, and Literally, uh, and some of day. us were driving around, and uh, what, a 69, 69 Camaro. Camaro. Me, me, Kurt, and, and uh, Warren in a 69 Camaro. There oh. we are. Okay, there we are chilling in a 69 Camaro. And uh, you, Marshall, and Dion uh, with Mooch behind the wheel of a an Escalade, Cadillac Escalade. There you are. And I don't want to Mooch. show everybody, everybody, because it was a hot day, and, and as always, they have to get the shots right. They didn't want to do that with all of us in the cars. Here are the stand-ins from Mooch, Dion, and Marshall. Let's see this <laughs> you right here. See here. Let's see the stand-ins right here. There that, they are.
5: I look good. I think I, think, I look good, let me read the Seal first. Seal yeah. Seal is standing in for Marshall. You know <laughs> I'm what? I'm, like, I'm the only one that got a celebrity to <laughs> stand in. I'm like this. What? what? I like that guy.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to <a> new highlights. <laughs> anyway, anyway,
0: let me I see our stand yeah. Let's see our stand right here. Oh, my gosh. Rich, that, that's you. That's – oh, my gosh. <laughs> i had a rough night last night. I don't in my fellow, student, That's Steve Young. Steve yeah, Young is saying for Kurt. And I don't know, Cole. Cole. I don't <laughs> know what, who that is for you, Warren. Me either, Rich. I don't know. <laughs> Me but I, I, it's Hey, gonna, that's, Rich, there's a
8: vicious rumor by a coach yeah. that said they hit it dead on. That's all I'm saying. Dead on.
1: <laughs> Me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's It's a vicious <laughs> rumor. Sp no, no, one more times
5: time.
9: this is this
5: is this is a guy sitting next to. this is this a yeah, you make good choices. That's, right. <laughs> That's the 25-year-old <laughs> me. That's me at 25 years right there 25. talking <laughs> about choices. Oh, gosh. All right,
0: guys. Thanks oh. very much for being on the podcast. I appreciate that it. Podcast. Yeah. Podcast? Yeah. Yeah, that it. That was that have have a podcast. Is this a podcast? that was it. we have a podcast. Because it's a podcast on television. That's what it is. This is still a podcast. This is on iTunes, NFL.com. It's, it's audio for many people. It's like a fake reel. And now, and now it's like on TV, too. On Marshall's field. Hey, you gotta give him credit, real. though.
8: He, he, he talked this thing. No, fake real. He talked this thing into existence. You, you gotta give him will. credit. You gotta it give him credit. It don't get no bigger than rich. When right. people
7: dream, this is how you dream.
1: You <laughs> keep talking about your dream, and it comes true. And, and you wind up like you're standing. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. Warren Sapp. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Since
0: T.O.'s former coach. <laughs> <laughs> Warren Sapp, Deion Sanders, oh, Steve Marucci man. Marshall Falk, and our new guy. Kurt Warner on the Rich Austin podcast. He is the voice of Monday Night Football on ESPN, the worldwide leader in sports, entering his sixth year of calling Monday Night Football games. Uh, my friend and colleague from back in my Sports Center days, Mike Tirico. Good to have you back in the podcast, Mike.
3: Good, good to be back. How, how long do I know you now?
0: Well, I got it, I was at ESPN in '96. That would 96? be 15 years then.
3: 15 years. Wow, we're old. We had I, hair. We had we both had hair then. <laughs>
0: We shot a, a promo this week for a Game Day Morning, right. uh, and we just showed it actually in the previous segment. Uh, the stand-in for for me uh, couldn't be Balder. I mean, couldn't be, could not be. I mean, dry, dry, Some will drive people to drink. Uh, he, I think he drove me to propecia.
3: You know, I uh, I got to do a, a commercial and doing some stuff with GMC again. You're with Prime,
0: year. yeah, with Dion. With, He's with mentioned Dion, that. and
3: we were hanging out together uh, in Texas shooting the commercial on Sunday. He is the best. He is so good, and, and just to hear, and I think a lot of people hear, just to hear the story of all of his football kids the teams that he has down in Texas, these age groups, and how they made their way to the University of Memphis and then the University of Louisville and then on up to the Akron-Canton area for the draft, uh, for the uh, for the induction ceremony, mm-hmm. rather, and played football games along the way like this old-school traveling. He
0: barnstormed. He barnstormed yeah, his way to Canton.
3: Absolutely. it's Just so neat and so cool and... Um, I, I'm glad that people are hearing about the stuff that Dion's done because he he really has given a lot back to the game.
0: Well, as you know, I mean, and, and a lot of people may not believe it. That's that's his gen- that's him. That's yes. the that's the genuine Dion Sanders. More,
3: more more than more than the high step and dance yes. and the do rag stuff and all that. That is really Dion, and and that, the way he connects with kids and the whole other era of of future football players mm-hmm. and giving them that that opportunity for. Finding greatness, and a lot of the kids don't have dads around, so teaching those guys the, the ways of life and those who have dads being a, a football example for them, I, I just give him a ton of credit. And He was fun to be around. How's
0: Gruden? How's John? He's,
3: he's great. Gruden and Jaws on the road, it's, you know, it is really like we, we, we all have our, our places where you kind of feel like you're back in a comfort zone. And with John, he's got a team to coach up again in our group and getting us ready for the season. <laughs> he's got a quarterback he can pick on and Jaws. <laughs> yes. Jaws has a coach he can yell back at, and, and all playfully and lovingly. When, when, when there's a score and there's a touchdown, John is on me like nobody's business about, oh, are they going to review this? Are they going to confirm this? Because I, I like to be up to speed on the rules, and John just likes to challenge the authority of the rules themselves. And since he has no official to yell at now, I've become that guy. I love it.
0: That's, That's fantastic. Great. And how many times does he actually physically hit you oh, in a game in the booth? Like I,
3: I, I actually in the off season to train. Uh, other than 12 ounce <laughs> curls, I try to make sure that my right arm, because John stands to, to my right, I try to yeah. make sure that my right arm was just a little bit thicker than my left yes. for the year because he gets slapped. It's a quick slap. Uh, oh, I guess you want to say something right now, John. Hey, hang on. Let, let the guy get tackled, then you can go.
0: Well, it's also, too, <laughs> if he's like Mariucci, because they are from the same coaching tree, right. uh, he will punctuate what he's saying by actually hitting you, Absolutely. like using his arms and actually hit you while he's talking.
3: Animated and passionate. Look, there, there's no, there's no shortage for animation in our booth between Jaws and John. You, mm-hmm. you certainly know where they stand and how they're going to tell you. And uh, they're, they're both a treat. And we did uh, about four or five days up at ESPN getting ready for the season, mm-hmm. and then went from San Diego to Houston. So we spent about a week together on the road. So we are in. Mid-season form of giving each other grief and watching football and having a great time. And again,
0: before I get to uh, the Monday night schedule with you, what you just did in Houston, you also were in uh, San Diego this past week for preseason. The tuna is back in the Bristol camp, and you had an incredible sit-down chat with Bill Parcells. What what is that like, sitting down one-on-one with a guy that you know is going to have a bust in Canton one day?
3: It, it's fun. It, 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 it's really fun because Bill, obviously, with the Dolphins run, had not been in TV there for a few years. And has had multiple incarnations in TV going back to the NBC days That's right. where he did games with Marv. Mm-hmm. And then the couple of runs in the ESPN studio. And he really had a vision for what he wanted this show to be. And I think it's, it's the frustration of watching people talk about the draft who haven't lived it every day. And, again, coaches like to teach and it 's a way to teach people who watch the draft beyond this guy has upside and this guy has this time in the forty some of the reasons for why teams do what they do and to get this presentation from bill and we, we sat in a restaurant in Florida for about three and a half hours mm-hmm. and went through the entire presentation with bill it was It was a trip, and you know the the stories and the recall and all that stuff, and then actually doing the show. Uh, it was like he had been on TV a week week before that. It was a fun experience. I learned so much about the draft process, and it was my first time to go one-on-one for a couple of days with Bill. And you understand why he has endeared himself to so many players, even players who he cursed, even players (laughs) who he rode. Bill, at the end of the day, wants to make sure that he gets the best out of you and make sure that you understand what you're doing before you do it. And you could see that evident. Just in, you know, maybe 15 total hours spent together preparing for a show.
0: One of my favorite stories that uh, Paul Tagliabue told me years ago, the the, uh, former commissioner of the NFL. Mm -hmm. uh, He said that he went to a practice uh, when Parcells was with the Jets. And they're standing on the 50-yard line. And Parcells is just absolutely chewing out some of the players who are going through their reps at the 10-yard line. Far, far away. And Tagliabue says, you know, Bill, we're the same age. And goes, yeah. Uh, How in the world can you see that far down to know not only what they're doing, but who's who? How can you possibly tell that? And he says Parcells reached into his pocket, took out a list of 10 names and said, these are the 10 guys I know I'm going to chew their ass out today. I'm on number seven. Wait, I've got three more to go. (laughs) <laughs> that, that is that is vintage tuna, and he and he
3: knows the guys and rich this this is a true you know when you go practice to practice around the league which which you know there 's nothing better than eight thirty eastern Monday night for us mm-hmm. during the fall. The only time that 's better is Saturday morning to early afternoon when you 're sitting at one of these practices uh, as the network that 's going to broadcast the game, we have the opportunity to come into a practice that is closed to most of the media for most of the practice they get a short period of time to come in during the week and to sit there and watch coaches work you can kind of see it in in all the successful coaches there's that little bit of they know who they can get on and a lot of it is you're not doing it right but most of it is really seated in i can make you better and that's what i love about parcels and i've heard the stories and seen gruden and can see he was that way also just they know which guy to drive a hammer on their head because at the end of the day is going to make them grow, not shrink. And <laughs> Parcells is the king at that. I know, I know you guys do press conferences now on NFL Network during the week on Monday. and we, we were starting to do them when ESPN News went on the air, and I was still doing the Monday night pregame show, Monday night countdown. Uh, it was called Prime Monday at that point.
2: Wow, that's I would, old school there.
3: A very old school. I would plan our run for lunch. At the White Birch Restaurant, which you might remember, <laughs> of course, complete reference nobody cares about. <laughs> I'd plan the lunch run so we could get back for Parcells' press conference when he was the head coach of the gym. Oh yeah, because that was the best theater when he, at some point, would say, "Hey, look, fellas, yeah, that was the the best theater." It's like, guys, look, I'm going to tell you what's going on here. You might not believe me, but it's the truth. We and would, you better listen.
0: We would run three, four minute long, uninterrupted. <laughs> Uh, clips of Parcells' press conferences on Total Access. Call it fresh tuna. We called it what's the fresh tuna of the day, and and I'm telling you, and maybe you sensed this when you were sitting there in that restaurant with him, Mike. It it was it was like a Sopranos episode, yep. where just like a larger <laughs> than life guy from Jersey, busting stones, also getting really serious, and you never knew when he was on the edge of being serious or not, and and also being so free with his thoughts and yeah. philosophies it was like you know he was talking to Dr. Melfi in the office it was <laughs> unbelievable
3: very good but but rich that's why he's good on TV and and that's why and it's going to be great to have him back in our group again on on Sundays because you know all these guys who are the the great coaches many of them have the unbelievable skill of teaching and communicating well and that comes slamming through the TV, and you know it, you sit with guys who do the same thing. And to have somebody with that kind of resume, with that kind of no-filter appearance in how he he looks and what he says, that's a treat for fans, because I think this game more than any other, you get closer to what's going on uh, with teams and in locker rooms because of the great players and the great people who have found themselves in the studios. And there's so much, so much more pregame and postgame coverage of your team, of every team on all the networks than any other sport that we have. It really lends itself to that, and these guys just make it shine for us.
0: So, bringing it to the present day, uh, uh, you were just in Houston with uh, the Jets and the Texans. Mm-hmm. Rex, what was he like? <laughs> what was he like in your meetings it, 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 it leading was, up?
3: It was about fifteen minutes of, of stand-up. You know, <laughs> like, Rex would go through. You know, and here's the here's the wonderful and difficult part of preseason is that quarters three through four most of the players on the field will not be playing Mm -hmm. significant downs. So you're trying to find the balance of showing what's going on in the game and, in fact, talking about something that is interesting to people beyond the absolute diehard hardcore. It's a lot easier to do those third and fourth quarters of preseason games on the local broadcast than it is a national broadcast where you're trying to keep people interested. But I'm always thinking, you know what? It's somebody's kid out there. Their mom's watching. If they're one time on national TV, who knows if they're going to make it in the NFL the kids in the fourth quarter. So you want to make sure you call their name, give their schools, if you got something about them great. So I'm I'm asking about, you know, some of the players at the back end, the 3rd and 4th on the roster. You know, Rex is going to this guy, this guy, and the rest you can make up if you want. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. You you're not helping me a bit, but that's great. But, so so for for the for your podcast Yes. Mm-hmm. And I and I just found I saw a tweet from your colleague Kara Henderson. I didn't know that you had a podcast. God. <laughs> it was great to find that out.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> I've been accused of being self promotional every now and then.
3: <laughs> when what? your podcast got its own Twitter account, yeah, that that was. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't know if you know. this, actually several of us texted each other and yeah. said, is it, "Is it time for the intervention? <laughs> it, it might be." It might
0: be time. You'd throw me in in the white van and deprogram me yeah, or something he, like that. Yeah, just
3: take you up to the up to the northwest or to Silicon Valley and just, just a, they have a day. They have a quiet room where you can just kind of detox a little right. bit and, well, and and get away from, from your realities. But anyway, Rex was Rex, Rex was he was hysterical. He he can be the most funny, the most engaging. And what, what I admire about him is he's such a good defensive coordinator and he's a great promoter, although you think he's got a huge ego. He's a great promoter of his players, great promoter of his coaches. There isn't a time that I've been with Rex, and It's probably eight or nine here in the last two-plus years since he's been Jets head coach, where he hasn't mentioned Mike Pettin, their defensive coordinator, right. mm-hmm. and talked about having a, a staff with Bob Sutton the coach for all the from 90s Army, Army. who's coaching the linebackers. Callahan. Bill Callahan. What a great job. Mark Carrier, the former safety, does as a D-line coach. Bill Callahan is offensive line coach. Mike Westhoff, is special teams. Like, they had punters. I said, well, you know, what's the plan for the punters? You know, what do you, well, Westhoff's got that. And, and that's just the way he empowers his coordinators because he was a coordinator who was empowered. And, and I appreciate a guy who you look at from his statements and how he talks, you say bravado and ego, But in reality, when you look at how he empowers his coordinators and his assistants, he's a great leader of men. And sometimes we probably lose that in stumbling over ourselves to get him to say the next guarantee on our air.
0: Right, and he flipped out last night. I, mean, I haven't seen him like that when he threw his headset uh, during the game on uh, on Monday night. That was quite something. I, that, I I was wondering if he was trying to send a message or anything like that midway through the first preseason
3: game. Well, probably a little bit of that because I don't think the Jets put up the, their most inspired effort. I, I think different teams, different teams, depending on the amount of competition in your camp, the amount of turnover, they're, they're just getting to that point at different times here, and... The the Jets, you know, in in some ways, were making little silly mistakes that you might not see in a Week One or Two preseason game because you've had your green-white scrimmage that they normally have that they haven't had yet. But good good for him to you know light a fire on it. It it stopped any substitution issues the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They didn't have them the rest of the game because everybody saw the the, the big man slip. He's got a nice new. Uh, NFL properties design shirt that he's modeling here. He's <laughs> spokes modeling, And he's throwing stuff, and he's unbuttoned buttons here, and he's going you know, WWE on us. So it got the message across, which is the whole purpose of that
0: job. When we start playing for keeps, uh the Monday night opener for you, I assume you're doing the early game, is yeah. always on the double header that ESPN always has to start Monday night, uh the first weekend of the season, which is the best. It's so great when you're just you see the Thursday kickoff and then all the Sunday games, which this year will be way uh, emotionally charged oh, because of the September eleventh ten year. Mm. Uh, anniversary and then the double dip on ESPN to wrap things up. You've got an AFC East matchup: New England at Miami, and I mean, it's very difficult to say that it's such an important game more than most uh, because they're all important in the NFL. But for the Miami Dolphins, th- th- boy, do they need to win that game, and and for Chad Henney, he needs to look sharp because if not, that thing that thing can go south in a hurry. And that's a pretty big game, certainly for the Miami Dolphins at home.
3: I, I, th- I think you're right on about one of your Michigan men there, yeah. Jack Henney. Uh, and you think about where, where they start, Rich, after that. They have Houston. They play three road games in a row at Cleveland, at San Diego, at the Jets in a Monday nighter. And then they follow that going back to New York to play at the Giants two weeks later and at Kansas City. So they have a really tough schedule. So anything they can get would be great. But just to get off to something positive, because if you think about it, the, the entire situation has been negative. Uh, you know, the, the dance with Kyle Orton, is he coming, is he not coming? The lack of confidence and trust in Henny uh, go back to even the offseason when Steven Ross, the owner, was trying to woo Jim Harbaugh because of their Michigan ties. Harbaugh, if he's going to coach in the NFL, I want to take a shot at him. And meantime, Tony Sperano was kind of left to twist in the wind there for a little bit. So there's, certain, there's an over-the-shoulder look and feel for so many people there in Miami. We knew a couple of years ago they were Wildcat. It was Ronnie. It was Ricky. We kind of knew. Now we don't know what the style is going to be on that end. Reggie Bush is in there now. Can Reggie Bush be in every downback? They are so full of questions on both sides of the ball that if they could get the Patriots down there and get one of those hot nights and the humidity of Miami, and get the Patriots on the run a little bit and do something different, that would really set a tone for their season because I think you're right. If it starts negative, it's going to be hard to kind of reverse and get the thing going back up.
0: Meanwhile, this week, New England, I mean, I don't know how much you read into preseason games because the Colts are 4-24 and in their right. last 28 preseason games, and they looked horrible against the, the Rams, but the, the Patriots looked superb. And uh, Brian Hoyer is proving how he's going to be a very valuable hot commodity at Mm -hmm. some point. And then Mallett, I mean, Mallett looked like he was firing on all cylinders, not just about how he zipped the ball. He knew where to go with it. I mean... And and now Brady's going to come out on week one with, right. on your network. That is going to be something to behold.
3: We we have learned. We have absolutely learned not to pay attention to what wins and losses look like in the preseason or individual stats because who did they come against? Was it a uh, second-teamer in there with third-team guys? But just w- with the rookies, you just like to see, okay, can this guy figure out how to huddle, how to get the plate off in 40 seconds? Greg McElroy, who is the rookie for the Jets, seventh-round pick out of Alabama. He looked good. Yeah, he he did. He he looked like he had played quarterback after the first couple of drives. Um, High school champion, national champion, mythical as it may be, and then Mm -hmm. college champion, Alabama. He told and he's a great, great interview. He'll be a future commentator someday. Mm -hmm. He he had a terrific story about getting into practice and how fast things happen and how everything goes. He said, you know, yeah, I've got the guy in my headset. I've got 40 seconds, but man, it's going fast. And You've got all these things you have to do, and I thought I was coming out of a pro-style offense at Alabama. No, that's that's not pro-anything. It, it, it compares nothing to the NFL. So I, I love to see how those rookies just handle everything around the game and the play clock and things like that. And watching the young guys on Saturday and Sunday saw a lot of good, but seeing Mallett was hmm. a guy who looked extremely comfortable, and like you said, whether it sets up, Hoyer as some trade bait or some value down the line, or they're deep at that position and can do what they want. No surprise, the Patriots have pushed the right buttons and have themselves in as good a position as anybody in the AFC. Again, this is going to be a year, because it's so screwed up, of consistency, coaching, and quality. And the Patriots are yeah. a. A. Yeah, they are the hallmark for that's a lot of those things,
0: and you, and you've got Ocho's first game as a Patriot too. I mean, that's going to be something.
3: I want I want to see that. I really want to see what's going to happen there. You know, he was in Cincy, obviously, and Jonathan Joseph, who's now with the Texans and their big free agent corner acquisition, he was with Ocho for his first five years there, six years there, five. And uh, I asked Jonathan. He said he thinks he thinks Ocho Cinco is going to do well there. He thinks he needs a place where you know, all the all the stuff of putting up the list of cornerbacks in his locker and all the need to find a way to get attention isn't there because the attention is on the team between the lines. And I asked him, does Chad still have it between the lines? And he said he's not what he was three, four years ago. None of us are, but he's still pretty darn good, and he's still going to be a really good, valuable receiver for
0: Brady. We just talked about it, though, with Sap and uh, Marshall Falk and Dion in the previous segment, uh, Mike. Is that is Sapp making the point that – Ocho has, for the last couple of years, cut off his 18 yard routes at 14 and a half, 15, and isn't running uh, to certain spots where mm-hmm. he's supposed to, cutting it off and hoping that the ball's going to be there. And with a timing quarterback like Carson Palmer, that proved to be disastrous. Brady, if you're going to need to be at the 17 and a half yard mark away from the line of scrimmage, you best be on your spot to the millimeter. And if he's not, then, I mean, Brady's going to give it to him with both barrels, as he did to Joey Galloway and people of that nature moving in the past. Well, so does, that's the question doesn't here.
3: Doesn't that motivate people if they want to see the ball? I hope. If you want to see the ball, you're going to be someplace. Because there, there, there are two. I love the term, the Patriot way, because there are two ways there's the Patriot way or that two-lane highway that runs outside the stadium. <laughs> and, you're, and you're on it darn quick. You're on that same road that the fans sit on in traffic getting out of there. And it, it's either A or B. And that's the beauty of having decade of a coach, decade of a quarterback. Both guys are Hall of Famers. It's very rare that you have combinations like that together that long. And it sets the tone for the entirety of the building. And any guy who comes in, no matter what their pedigree, no matter how many followers they have on Twitter, no matter... You know, if, if they're staying, if they're going to live with fans, whatever they do, when they come into the door for work, you're either a Patriot or you're not going to be a Patriot very
0: long. Yeah, right. I just want to hit a few more Monday Night Games yeah. with you before letting you go. Week two, hello, the St. Louis Rams are on Monday Night Football. Sam Bradford and Steve Spagnuolo going back to uh, East Rutherford to take on the team that he coordinated the defense for for their Super Bowl year, the New York Giants. That's an interesting matchup,
3: week two. One one team that is certainly in the ascending role. And the Giants I'm gonna be interesting to see interested to see what they are.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Are are the Giants still contenders in the East? Have they flattened a bit? Or are they a team that is descending? I don't I don't know where that is. The changes on the offensive line. The wide receiving core, which looked phenomenal the start of last year, looks certainly different this year. What are you gonna get out of Bradshaw and Jacobs in the backfield? There there are a lot of questions all the way around the Giants. That offensive line, you can write those guys in stone there for a couple of years. Now you can't. So how is that gonna be as a run group? Will they develop as the season goes on? I don't know Tom Coughlin likes David Boss the center that they picked up, who was out in San Francisco.
0: Another Michigan man.
3: Uh, I like to bring you your mm-hmm. kind of
0: people, Rick. Right? You know, I like to speak your life.
3: They've done a lot of drafting of guys in the secondary who have not come through, and Mukamara gets hurt here. So there are questions about that team. And, and when I was out in Seattle, you start talking to people about the, the forgotten division, the NFC West, You know, the witness protection division, where you go, oh, wait, who's there, who's there? So I spent a day out in Seattle, and you talk to the players and the coaches and everybody just raves about Bradford. So to see Bradford and to see the Rams on a national stage, that'll be fun to watch.
0: Yeah, we had Al Michaels on here two weeks ago as I'm trying to get all the uh, voices, like yourself, of uh, the national broadcasts on the podcast before the season. Are you having
3: problems getting
0: anyone? No, no, Buck is going to appear surprisingly. I was trying to be humble there, certainly to somebody (laughs) who accused me of being so self-promotional that he needs to be reprogrammed. No,
3: no program yes
0: yes you did it's just, okay it's okay small, it's okay just it's a okay.
3: small intervention
0: it's okay it's okay and think, nancy's think, well, nancy's, you know, booked. nancy's booked nancy's booked my you know hello friend he's booked it's i not, know
3: i know uh, that's good know he, that's, i i i believe you rich look this, this, when, <laughs> when the podcast becomes a tv show there are concerns so.
0: okay, okay. No, well, well there's it's called content <laughs> it's content
3: i'm sorry and let's not forget
0: that. this was born out of the lockout too. <laughs> It's true. That's you know, true. in every crisis, there's an opportunity, my friend. As you <laughs> and know. here you are. Uh, so Al thinks, though, that Shanahan, which brings me to Game Three yeah. on your schedule uh, of Redskins at Cowboys, that Shanahan, if he had to do it all again, would leave McNabb in Philadelphia, oh boy, that goes without saying, and trade the house for Bradford for that Shanahan. draft.
3: Yeah, yeah, the, and you 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 could see that too when you watch Bradford and you watch the poise he plays with, the things he does, and you know. When guy, when you ask somebody a player off the record about another player, and they don't say a lot, that tells you how good he is. Because they'll say, "Oh, real deal. He's he's got it all." Yeah, those simple, often heard phrases. That's what you get when you ask about Bradford, yeah. and and you can and you can see that with Washington, you get Rex one week, Beck the next week, and it's almost like they're trying to they're trying to resurrect somebody's career, <laughs> where Shanahan has been terrific with young quarterbacks coming right out who he has brought quickly to the surface and have done really well with him, and then have left there and not done as well. Now, Plummer left, and he didn't do anything. He didn't go anywhere, so we don't know with Plummer. But we see we're seeing a little bit of that with Cutler. I know Cutler made the championship game, but you think about his early, early time there. But Mike has it. Mike has a way of getting a young quarterback and really turning him into something. And I think of how Cutler was playoff ready when he got you know uh, through one year with Shanahan and Plummer, the same thing. And now here you are with a guy like Bradford who's got all those tools. I, I agree with Alan. It's absolutely true.
0: So, Crystal Ball, at week three when you're in Dallas, who do you think is under center for the Redskins? Jergensen. He might, he might get so ticked off, he'll come out of the booth.
3: I've I've seen it. The the network TV booth is next to the Redskins radio booth, and he gets pissed when when a player when a play goes to the left. And the Redskins were struggling, and we had them against the Eagles, the unbelievable Michael Vick game last year, greatest
0: single quarterback performance ever. Seriously, I think so. I don't think we'll ever see anything like that again, Mike.
3: Talked about it over and over and over, and Gruden said on the way out of the booth, down the elevator, on the way back to the hotel, he said, that may be the best quarterback game you'll ever see. Period. Yeah. I know people
0: always mention Vince Young in the Rose Bowl, et cetera, et cetera, no. but I, we're no. talking professional level, Just, yeah. Monday night football, one game under the spotlight. Holy smokes.
3: And and, that, and let's not take away, it's, you know, let's not be, you know, if it hasn't happened in the last five years, we don't recall it. Let's not forget how great Sims was in the Super Bowl yep. and all the. There are many, many, many phenomenal performances, but the combination of running, <laughs> it's unbelievable, eighty yards, two touchdowns, every <laughs> pass. The first half, he didn't, he didn't miss a thing. In the rain, exactly. So anyway, so in that game, so when you're looking to your left in in uh, FedEx. You could see the Redskins booth, and Sonny was not a happy man as the game was going on because <laughs> it was embarrassing for the Redskins, yeah and i I would my gut my gut tells me that they want to invest in Beck, but at the end of the day, Grossman was there last year, and Grossman can miss, certainly I hate the term, but here 's the first use of the year manage, manage the, the game. game. Yeah, so I think that that may be the guy. You know, maybe maybe it will be luck by next year.
0: Right. And you then, know? and then you're going to be in Dallas in that beautiful uh Jones Mahal. That is going to be a nice game, Jones-Mahal. right? That'll be great. Yeah. That'll be great. Uh two quick games then yeah. I want to hit with you too. Uh then week 4 India Tampa Bay. How many times are you going to roll the old footage of uh of Peyton coming back on uh, on Dungey?
3: Well, yeah. You I mean, know, think from- of the guys next to me though. Mr. Gruden's there too. Yeah, he, 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 he's got, he's but he's going to have there. to eat. I know. I he's mean, the one he who coming back—that's
0: right. He came back on Gruden with Dungy. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's
3: the one who was there, so he will be. That'd be great. They may, they may limit it to like once a quarter. But you got to do
0: it. I mean, that's the oh. elephant in the room. My oh we, goodness. Oh, no, we,
3: we we talk about it all the time. He talks about it all the time. And sure. what a, what a great that game! That game was over, over, over. And Peyton brought him back, and I think that that's kind of given John the uh, fodder for coming up with the nickname, the sheriff for Peyton, which, right. which I love. <laughs> I
0: love that nickname
3: because, and, and and he had a little interplay during that game with, with Peyton. And uh, they, they have joked back and forth about it in our presence a little bit. So you, you have that and you also have, who knows what the Colts are going to be because of the uncertainty in this off season with Manning. Will it be slow to get started this year? As it was the year he had the versus sack or the knee, the knee issue. And, and for the Buccaneers, Every time you think, you know what, maybe they weren't as good as they were in the first half of the year, they finished 10-6. and six. Maybe they maybe they weren't as good as last year, and then in the preseason, they keep playing young guy after young guy after young guy, and they were, they were dominant against Kansas City. I know it's one preseason game. Don't take too much. But everybody they put out there looked like a young, good player. So I, I want to see with expectations, and there's another team in the NFC that you'll probably get to next, with expectations, how do teams that haven't done anything together do when people expect them
0: to do? Well, uh, as you know, we always look for teams that are going to surprise. And one of the ways you look for a team that's going to surprise, you see how they finished the right. previous year. Right. And Tampa was supposed to go, it was on a playoff run until Jim Schwartz and the Lions came in and shocked the Bucks. basically. I don't think they were supposed to people expected the Lions to win that game. The Lions, they won four in a row they to hadn't finish won, the season. They
3: hadn't won a road game since Forever. I think the Edsel was put, yeah. put <laughs> off, out of the production line. I mean, it, it, uh, really, I mean, since Barry Sanders. It had been so long since they well, won a road maybe game. Maybe since they
0: last played a, hosted a Monday night football <laughs> game. <It's> ten, <laughs> ten to bring years. it full I, circle. It could I, be that. It,
3: well, I can tell you, living, living in Michigan, as mm. you know I do, uh, after the schedule came out, I can't think of any any place I've been where people have mentioned Monday Night Football where they have not mentioned October 10th. I, I've never been someplace where they've been so excited for one game. Now, the Lions have a tough schedule until they get to the Bears. Yeah, who do they
0: have? What do you think? they Two and two? Three and one? What do you think? the two One and three?
3: Two and two, and two wouldn't be bad. It's just to run through. They're at Tampa, Kansas City at home, at Minnesota, and we don't know what that's going to be. Right at Dallas, which is never easy. Oh, and, so, they the with,
0: so they open with three or four on the road before the week five Monday night or Chicago at Detroit.
3: That's, that's exactly right. Their oh, schedule boy. was hard last year. Their schedule's hard this year. Their defensive front four is for real. If it helps the back end a little bit, they've brought in you know a significant number of veteran DBs, and that was the weakness of this team. Through free agency, they took care of the linebacking. Uh, the run, get, the ability to run the ball, will be something under a microscope as the preseason goes on, and you know, how, how many times can it be said? It's something we can never answer. Will Matthew Stafford stay healthy? Right. Every time he's been healthy, he's looked really good. Can he stay that way? If so, they can go two and two through that four-game stretch of at Tampa, home for the Chiefs, at Minnesota, at Dallas, and if they do that and get the Bears here on a Monday, even with the beauty of the NFC North, which to me is also the beauty of the Big Ten, which I appreciated but now completely understand that I live up this way, even when the teams are terrible, the people care when it's one of us playing one of us. Mm. It, it can be it. Minnesota against Illinois, and the teams can be bad, but people care because it's a Big Ten team against a Big Ten I team. I know. And I've been conditioned that I'm supposed to care. <laughs> the Lions are 4-11. and 11, uh, The Vikings are 5-10. and 10. Well, I'm supposed to care because my father told me that these teams were great 50 years ago, and I care. And and there's there's a crispness and a depth to the the emotion of the NFC North that, to me, is different from any of the other eight divisions in the NFL. And to have that Chicago-at-Detroit game alone is fine. The fact they haven't had a Monday night game in a decade. The, The city's fired up for the Lions if they're going well. And if the Tigers can keep it together and get in the playoffs, yeah. and get the playoffs at the same time, it'll be a pretty good, pretty good sports week in Metro Detroit. Well,
0: if Andy Dalton needed any learning up that he wasn't in TCU anymore, and uh, Sue certainly yes. uh, let him know. I mean, Sue took his head off, literally uh, took his head off. Where do you stand on, on Dominic and Sue? Is he a dirty player in no, your estimation? I,
3: I, I think I think he plays right to the very edge of the whistle, and he's got people thinking and talking, and that is part of the equation. You know, it, Certainly it, with it, the
0: Lions, man, right? Spell my name right in that respect.
3: Ab- ab- absolutely. Now, you know, are you going to do you, – do you have a defensive lineman, a nasty defensive lineman who doesn't get one or two 15-yard penalties a year? Mo- most, most of them, most of the best nasty ones do. That's part of having a little bit of aura. Now, here's the problem. The league has – or and I say the league, I don't mean the NFL office. I mean the entirety of the league has it on their radar which means your leeway is going to be very small. So when in doubt, you're going to get that flag, and that flag can hurt you in games, and they had one of those situations last year. Cutler. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. So you know that you as a team, you as an individual, are marked for somebody, hey, we're not sure if he's dirty or not. That means when in doubt. Look, all the officials, I think, do as good a job as they can, but they are all very human. They know. <laughs> they, they watch NFL Network and ESPN. They know the reputations of guys. They're on the field with them. So when in doubt, if it's close, you're going to get a flag. It just happens that way. Why do you think the Raiders were the heavily penalized team for year after year after year? It's just natural. So I'm not saying he's singled out. I'm not saying the league singles him out or the officials. But because of the conversation, you've created this cloud, and you have to be very careful not to hurt your team in those situations.
0: Yeah, some great five games to start, Mike. And then you got Miami at Jets, Baltimore Jacksonville, San Diego at Kansas City, which, as you know, was... For a lot of marbles last year in the AFC West. Chicago at Philly, the dream team. Oh, <laughs> wow. To kick off. I'm just looking through this right now. Okay, that kicks off November. Minnesota at Green Bay. Giant Kansas-
3: Saints the week after Thanksgiving. Yeah. That, 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 wow. that, that's one that's sitting out there. And then the the Pioli, of- you got the Peoli
0: Bowl. The <laughs> Kansas <laughs> City at New England.
3: That's exactly right. And Castle going back to take on Brady. And then the day after Christmas, the Falcons and Saints. Which uh, last year was our last game, right? right. At a similar time. Yeah, and what a
0: great game that was. Week, week oh, 16, man. it was a great game. Same and spot, right? You it, got it in the same spot again. Yes, Your it's series in the same finale. Spot on the
3: schedule. We, it was in Atlanta last year, it's in New Orleans this year. And oh, I remember right. saying before that game, similar to what I said about the NFC North, when those teams were bad, their matchups were really good. Now that both teams are good, their matchups have become terrific, and I'm sure we'll have another one there.
0: You're going to send uh, Parcells up 95 for that Kansas City at New England game? That would be nice. Just stick him right there on the sidelines, <laughs> do the son-in-law up in the booth and Belichick across the field. That would shake things up uh, I a I think little, you
3: right? just bring him out at halftime. Did I just, well, give, nor- did I just
0: give Norby an idea? Because so, I, I know he's listening.
3: Rich Wade. Way above my pay grade as usual, but you, you, you—in fact—have so much pull with everyone oh, yeah. in the league now. Yes. Perhaps you, you can
0: make that. that's the podcast that did it.
3: You do the schedule, from what I understand. Oh, no, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I give Howard Katz I, a little nudge.
3: You do the schedule. I, I understand, and I really want to give you credit because I know you haven't taken it for bringing <laughs> the parties together and getting the lawyers out of the room. Yeah, that you was walked me. In and said, "Lawyers out." That was me, Raj break it down, and that's how we got done. So I really give you a lot
0: of credit. Oh, yeah. I just hit Kessler on his hip and told him to, to beat it on down the line. Exactly, exactly. Thank, thank goodness. Exactly
3: you know, you've never been more thankful to watch the fourth quarter of preseason football.
0: Hey, listen, thank you for calling in as always, Mike. You are the best. You're a pro's pro. And um, Are you going to be able to – is your schedule going to uh, allow you to make the first night game for Michigan against Notre Dame, or are you going to uh, be on the road?
3: Not. Oh, it will not. What a tickets, bummer. The tickets are spoken for already. Ah, uh, no,
0: I can't I can't because game day morning, my call time's at four in the morning, man. There's no way I could be able to <laughs> no, pull that I, I one didn't, off. I did
3: I didn't mean you. You're, no, I you're, thought that's
0: what you thought I was asking you for tickets. No, no, and... no,
3: I didn't mean you. I mean okay. you you're so loyal to your alma mater. You give them twenty five or thirty dollars a year, <laughs> which is great. I, I just meant for anybody who might be thinking my ticket was available.
0: Not. <laughs> Mike, thanks again. Good luck hey, this season.
3: Same here, pal. We'll be watching. We'll be talking
0: to Thanks, you. same you. That's the one and only Mike Tarico on the Rich Eisen Podcast. He's one of the best. Mike Tarico. I mean, just you hear how thorough he is and how he ha- had all the knowledge at the tip of his fingertips, knowing what the Lions' schedule is, knowing what <laughs> the dolphin schedule is. I mean, you didn't just have that out in front of him either. I, I-, I-, I can almost guarantee you. That's why he is one of the best, not just calling football games, too. I'm so thrilled now to have in studio here one of my favorite people that I met in the eight years on this job. In studio, in person. The coach who just also happens to be my official movie reviewer. The official movie voice of the Rich Eisen Podcast. Good to see you, Jim Moore. Good Hello, Rich.
10: You. How are you? I'm great. It's great to see you.
0: Good for seeing you. <laughs> now, you you were saying off camera that I'm forcing you to see movies now? That you're not... These are some of these films that you're here to talk about you ordinarily wouldn't have seen? Or... If you want the truth. Yes, I do want the truth.
10: Yeah, there's a couple on there that I probably would not have gone to, <laughs> except I knew that you were going to be grilling me about movies, <laughs> and you forced me to go to movies. Connie and I have, are movied out the last few you weeks. You and
0: your wife have seen enough films at this point in time, is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, you, there okay. are.
10: And, but I've seen, you know, going to the movies, you see some previews of some really good ones that are coming out, so right. I'm looking forward to which that. Which ones
0: did you see, movie uh, previews? That you're uh,
10: well, I, I can't remember. One of them they called The Debt, which looks to me like it's going to be pretty good. Yeah, yeah, with Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren in it, yeah. 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 That looks like it might be pretty good. And there's some other ones, too. Oh, oh, I think a good one's going to be that you're going to like, too, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. with with uh, with uh, Brad Pitt, Moneyball. They were they're Moneyball. making a movie, and yeah, I haven't seen far- the preview on that, but I've seen it advertised. finally coming
0: out. What's coming out, the too? The uh, good. Contagion is coming oh, out. Oh, I
10: saw the previews Early on that. Early September. I saw the I've pre- actually
0: yeah. seen a, a sneak of that. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. Is that frightening? Yeah, that looks good. It is. Steven Soderbergh and there's like a billion A-list stars in it right, too. Right, that that's is a must. One. That's that's de- so. Here's what, what you're doing. Talk you'll take about a break. That. You'll take a break now from your movie viewing because you've seen enough. Right, and then in three weeks when Contagion comes out, you'll be fresh to go back to the theater and see more films.
10: I'll take and a break. And I'll go back when you tell me, "Hey Jim, I want you to come back on, <laughs> no, on my show." Then well, I'll start seeing listen, movies.
0: Bottom line is you're welcome anytime, but I have <laughs> spaced it out. I think you were on about 5 weeks ago when you first came on talking films. And in the interim, uh, last time I spoke to you, you had just come back from Iraq right. with um, your son, right? And uh, Wizenhunt and Kubiak. Right. And you said at the time that Wizenhunt had like a a dossier of like five quarterbacks on him. And I he asked got you. got one. He did. <laughs> I assume he was one of those quarterbacks, and right? he
10: was one uh, top one, near the top of the
0: list too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and so in the interim between our last time you spoke, you told me you have visited, you saw the Saints up close right. and personal. You visited the New Orleans Saints camp.
10: I went down there for a couple days for uh, another reason, and I went to their morning practice. They'd been practicing two or three days mm-hmm. uh, at their beautiful facility. Uh, the, the 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 guy, the free agents weren't practicing yet, but boy, was I impressed with that football team. I think they're really going to be good. Drew Brees didn't miss a pass. He was on target, perfect target, every pass he threw. They had about a two-and-a-half-hour workout, full gear, hot and humid. I was sweating, soaking wet just watching them, but I was really impressed with the, with their caliber of, of uh, quality And athletes. And the lack of Reggie Bush, how do you think that's going to affect
0: them? They, get, they went and gotten Darren Sproles, who's pretty darn hey. effective. Uh, What do you think the Reggie Bushless world is going to look like? Let me tell
10: you what. I've always been a big Darren Sproles fan. Okay. I love that guy. When he was with the Chargers, what he could do and the type of person that I've heard that he is to Mm -hmm. have in the locker room and all. And then I was really impressed watching practice with practice with Mark Ingram. And uh, I don't think they're going to miss Reggie Bush. The combination of Mark Ingram running the ball, you know, the first, second down guy, catching the ball out of the backfield, Darren Sproles uh, as a receiver and a part-time runner and a return guy, I don't think they're going to miss Reggie Bush.
0: And they got Pierre Thomas there, too. Right. So what do you think— and maybe this is for the fantasy players out there thinking, what do you think Ingram's role is going to be? Do you think he's going to be a guy who comes off the bench early second quarter, gets a few touches, and then you don't see him again? Or how do you, what do you think... Uh, Sean Payton has planned for this this kid out of Alabama.
10: Based upon what I saw in practice, I'd use him a lot more than a few times in the second quarter and mm-hmm. then not seeing him again. I, I think that he'll maybe split time with with Pierre, but uh, uh, maybe not be the third down guy. Sproles will probably be the third, third down. down guy, that, mm-hmm. you know. But I think I think you're going to see a lot of Mark Ingram mm. in the games. I, I really liked it. a real a strong runner. I mean, he's built like a fireplug, big legs, and you know, it wasn't a full contact scrimmage type practice, but he was. Busting through there and breaking, you know, guys were trying to grab him and grab the ball and all that kind of stuff. And he was hes an impressive-looking ball player. Yeah, we
0: just talked about uh, with Tarico that for the second straight year, the season finale of Monday Night Football is Atlanta and New Orleans, Ooh. which last year was an incredible game. I mean, what a game that was. in New Orleans went into Atlanta to even the season series. That was really something to behold. Do you think Atlanta... Um, can win that division again based on what you saw with what the New Orleans Saints are stacking up like?
10: Right I, I think, I see, I last year New Orleans was coming off the Super Bowl win. It's always hard to come back and play as good as you did, no, no matter what you say and repeat and all that kind of stuff. I, I, if I had to pick a winner of that division based upon what I've seen and just I don't know, kind of a feel. I'd pick the Saints to win it. And I think that Atlanta's got a good football team, too. Ryan, the young quarterback, he's got to be getting better. I guess they're in love with that rookie receiver. They I'm got. telling you, Jim, what I'm hearing about him yeah. from uh, Tony Gonzalez was
0: tweeting out on Twitter, uh, the best rookie wide receiver he's ever seen. What's That's it? what people are saying. Julio Jones. Yeah, Julio Jones. That yeah. he is, you, the real deal isn't even an understatement. Hmm. That's what I'm hearing about him. Uh, he's be he's. We'll see if he can live up to this hype. Yeah. Because right now, he's getting all the hype right now. I'm More going with the Green. Saints,
10: and I, Tampa Bay is going to be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carolina, no chance. But Tampa Bay will be better. Atlanta and New Orleans fighting it out. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Saints. Right. And you mentioned Breeze. I want to bring oh. up this. I want to bring. Uh, yeah, I right. love the guy. I just absolutely love the guy. Yeah. You know what he did? I mean, in the off season, you know, when they had the lockout and everything, he I organized. That, yes. He organized practices. They, yes. he paid for guys to come in. He, he he set up practices. He you know everything. It was incredible. It's
0: yeah. amazing what he's become. Yeah, because I mean, you know what happened in San Diego and right. Phillip Rivers and all that. It's amazing what he's become. I mean, he's become a sure. He he has. I really believe this within his grasp over the, what he what he can do over the next five years of his career, he's got a potential spot in the Hall of Fame on the line.
10: Oh, I, I definitely agree with that. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, outward? definitely.
0: Definitely. That he has set himself up. Yep. That if he, over the next five years, continues and maybe even improves and wins another ring, another Super Bowl MVP... Right. Oh, definitely. You'd, definitely. You'd have to definitely. Throw him a, d- definitely Hall insertion. of Fame caliber guy. No question about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Uh, and he's definitely considered in the lead quarterback now. Right. And which brings me to the hot topic of the week. I want to bounce off you. Here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Eli Manning asked if he is uh, a top five, top ten quarterback uh, by uh, my f- good friend Michael K uh, on ESPN Radio in New York City. His response was, I consider my, uh, absolutely that he does. And then he was asked if uh, he should be included in the same upper echelon as Tom Brady mentioned that specifically. He said, quote, unquote, I consider myself in that class
10: class with Brady. Yes. No way. Now, I like Eli. I've known Eli for a long time, Forever you know, a the day, family right? and all that of stuff. But but and he's not in a class with Brady. He hasn't done what Brady's done but by, he by Brady. Anything. He handed Brady his only loss of that I'd, magical season. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He didn't beat Brady. I mean, the team beat him. But, but, but to to, to compare yourself as and I like Eli. I, I you say is he is he in the top caliber in the league? He might be in the top ten. I wouldn't put him in the top five. Although I like the guy. I like I like the family. The whole deal. Well, this I'm is nothing personal. We're yeah, talking. No, no, I, okay, but no, yeah. he's not. In my opinion, he's not in the top five in the NFL. No. I, who who is in the top five? Well, I got Brady. Not, not necessarily in this order. Sure. Brady, Manning, Brees. Rodgers, uh, Rivers, who would I miss? Anybody? No, I mean you've met. Mis- Roethlisberger could be thrown. No, out. no, not in the top five. He's got two rings. I don't care. I wouldn't put him in the top five. He plays for the Steelers. You know they got the rings too. But...
0: So I know they've got the rings too. But yeah, Brady plays for the. I mean, you know the Patriots had to play some defense. Right,
10: I'm just. I'm, I'm, I'm telling just, you, I'm throwing i out there because that's, that's, that's about, the thing a, with them. a quarterback, and and the and and what are the charges? Probably not. Have they won a playoff game with Rivers? I don't. Oh, know. Oh yeah,
0: they did. Yes, they have. They they've they've definitely won some playoff games. Okay, but Rivers. The question yeah, is, they, have, if they haven't. They have, they have not yeah. gone to the Super Bowl with Rivers.
5: Right. And Eli Manning.
0: Divisions. Eli Manning has been to a Super Bowl. Okay. He's won a Super Bowl MVP, which is more than what one of the names on that top five list that you mentioned.
10: When I, when I just, I mean, just, Hey, I'm just telling you what
0: I'm playing devil's advocate. I know here, you are. I, 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 don't think he is a top five quarterback, but if he's asked a question point blank, what sort of a leader is he on his team? He goes, no, you're right. I'm not a top five quarterback. No, I don't consider myself in the Bra- Like what if, wh- how should he answer that question? You know, he's being asked, are you in the same class as Brady? If you're a leader, your answer is, of course I am. Right. No, I mean, what if he, I don't, I do you think I could have, could have. Honestly yeah. answer that question and say, I am not in the same class as Tom Brady. Uh, and can, not gotten ripped for it in New York City and by his teammates and things of that nature. Hey, How could he see If, if, right, he, if even, he's
10: a leader, he doesn't he care if he gets ripped a little bit. He tells you what he thinks. He doesn't right. you know, say something that he doesn't really believe. Mm-hmm. He, he can say, I haven't accomplished what Tom Brady has accomplished. He's been in the league a lot longer than mm-hmm. I have. He's done a lot of great things. Won a number of Super Bowls. I haven't been able to do that yet. I hope someday to be in, spoken well, it, in the same it, terms as Tom Brady. Interesting you should say that.
0: But, he did, uh, let me read you the rest the quote, Tom Brady is a great quarterback, he's a great player, and what you've seen with him is he's gotten better every year. He started off winning championships, and I think he's a better quarterback now than what he was, in all honesty, when he was winning those championships. He's grown up and gotten better every year, and that's what I'm trying to do.
10: Well, so he good. did sort of answer that that's a good in answer. that way.
0: That's a good answer. But he did say, I consider myself in that class first.
10: Well, he, 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 may, he maybe said say he was in the top ten, mm-hmm. but in, in my opinion, yes. my humble opinion, he's not in the top five. Mm. But he's a good one. And, and, and he had 25. i tell you something. Yeah. What I'm very familiar with Peyton. I yes, coached I mean, him for four. Yes, and you did. Drafted him. him. Drafted him, coached him for, known him since he was a little kid. He used to come over to the Saints and work out in you know, the offseason, all that kind of stuff. We've heard that story before. I don't think Eli will ever be as good as Peyton has been or is. Well, most quarterbacks well, might not be right. Well,. And, and, but, but Peyton's in, you, when you talk about being in Brady's class, you're talking about, you're talking about Peyton, Brady, those two guys that, right. that have done it, that, that have been in the league 10 years or so, that have done it, won Super Bowls, the whole thing. They're, you're probably talking about the, the top two, maybe, right now, that based right. upon their career.
0: I've not been around Eli as much as I've been around Peyton. Right. The times I've been around Peyton Manning is uh, post game interviews, uh, Pro Bowls, by just being around him. And Peyton has, Within him, this DNA of eating, breathing, Mm -hmm. sleeping, everything football. Mm -hmm. He talks about it constantly. He just constantly is X's and O's. I mean, the year that uh, Bill Belichick coached the Pro Bowl team, he sat with Belichick for several times. You could just see in downtime, just and that's all they were talking about, football, X's and O's, this and that. Does Eli have that same gene, as far as you know?
10: I don't know, but but I know what Peyton has. And when you tell me he sat with Belichick and yeah. try to get oh. off, that doesn't surprise me. I've never been around a football player that, that wants to be the best and will do what it takes to be the best as much as a guy like Peyton Manning. He's got a Fabulous, fantastic work ethic, and it rubs off on his teammates because he pulls them over and does extra work with them during practice during the season. He gets them to come out on the field during the offseason and, and run routes for him. If they don't do what he thinks they should be doing to be the best, he gets on their case, And but he sets the example by what he does.
0: And it, it just seems to me, though, that Eli gets a bad rap, though. And by that I mean this. He had 25 picks last year. Do you know how many were tipped balls because his, his receivers didn't catch the football, I mean there were I don't have the exact number, that was sort of a rhetorical question. There were several of them uh, many times they' in the red zone, Ahmad Bradshaw coughs up the ball, so there is no score. Uh, Manning might leaves him down the field last year so to me, last year is not his entire fault, and yet he has a Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. He has a ring. He did it in New York City when everybody expected him to do that. He came through. And yet, okay, people are all over him. Well,
10: well, it, when, and plus when, 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 on top
0: of it too, your older brother is considered a top ten player, if of all time, right. Not just, that's not just currently on our top 100 players list of all time. He's in the top 10. Top 10. Yeah, well. With Unitas and Montana. I, and I agree with that. Okay. So that's your brother. That, that is going to be the comparison. Like Eli's yeah. not going to be compared to Jeff Hostetler or Phil Sims, like any other quarterback that's drafted into an organization would be compared to the quarterbacks that have come before him. And won Super Bowls before him. He's not, you know, like Hostetler and Sims are not the comparisons. That's Peyton
10: the problem. Is... That's the problem. He's he's Peyton's younger brother. He's right. he's a younger brother of one of the top ten players Archie's in the history son. of the NFL. Archie's right. son. Right. The whole deal. That's one of the problems. And when, and when we're, if, if we're being critical of, of Eli, I mean, he's still may in my opinion he's still one of the top ten in the NFL. That's the thirty-two starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. So he's in the top third. You and, definitely and, and, consider him in, the... and maybe maybe he's in the top. Yeah, he's definitely in the top third. Because
0: I think you got to put Roethlisberger five A if you don't put him five. <sighs> Why? He's a winner. He's so tough to bring down. He extends the play. I like Roethlisberger. He
10: is super. I like him. I like him a lot. I think he's tough. He's a competitor. He's a right. winner. I like. And he's he's won. Like you say, he's won a couple. All right, but, but, but let's even go he there because clearly
0: there's no one else in the AFC North, right? You don't fl- you don't put Flacco above Eli, and and neither the Browns or or the Bengals have anybody that's got enough. Uh, years under their belt, right? Yeah, right. Uh, let's just go ahead and do this. The, 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 the Titans have Hasselbeck. You don't put him above no, Eli, okay? No. Uh, Be, uh,
10: above Eli,
0: okay. Or, 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 or do you put do you put Shabb above Eli? Matt Schaub? No. okay. Uh, and then you've
10: got but I like Schaub.
0: Well, he's he's yeah. got he's got I quite like an it. offense, and yeah. he's got some years ahead of him. Um, and then you've got uh, in the AFC South, you don't put Gerard above no, Eli, no, okay? No. And uh, in, the, in the West, you've got Castle, you've got uh, Campbell, and you've got. Um, Tebow slash Orton. No, no, you. We're talking about Roethlisberger we're talking about, being five A. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay, well, just because I'm throwing out the other starters okay. here, no, uh, you know. don't put Eli. You don't put Eli behind any of the guys uh, I, I just mentioned. Put, Rivers, you put him behind Rivers. Yeah, Eli. Okay, yeah. Rivers is above Eli. Let's just continue. How about Romo?
10: Oh no. Well. Yeah. Ooh, that's a close one. That is. That's a close right? one, in my opinion. Yeah, Vic, that's a close one. Vic. What he did last year. Oh, I know, to the and Redskins. I'm anxious to see if Vic can do it again. To me, that's going to be really interesting, I, I, and I like Vic, you know. Uh, but I just want to see if he can continue to do it. To me, that's the mark of somebody that's special. Can you do it year after year after year?
0: Yeah, certainly when everyone's expecting him, he was thrown out there. I, I hope be, he does. What he, we just talked about this with Tarico, what he did against the Redskins last year—unbelievable. Uh, the, the single seat, one of the single greatest games by a quarterback. Do you put Eli above? All of those? Or do you have to put Vic above Eli, right, after what he did last year?
10: I don't know about that.
0: Okay. I don't know about that. All right. So And then uh, the Beck slash Rex Grossman will just leave alone. (laughs) No. (laughs) Cutler, do you put Cutler above Eli? No. No. Okay. Uh, uh, And you've got Aaron Rodgers we've already put above Eli. Um, And then you've got McNabb. In oh, Minnesota, no. okay, no. and then you've got Stafford. A lot of people are wondering what he's got. Yeah, still, he got some play.
10: Matt Ryan. I like Matt Ryan now, but he 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 hasn't accomplished what Eli has accomplished. But but I think he's easy in this, easily in the same class as Eli, mm-hmm. and maybe at some point will. Will surpass Eli, but he hasn't Paul. done has, what Eli's has done. No, I've no, done. done it. Yeah, right. And, and then, it. and then yeah.
0: we've already put Breeze in the top five. Yeah, uh, obviously Cam Newton is still young. Oh God, and yeah. Then, who and, knows. Then, and Freeman may be there one day too, but Might he's be. a talented young kid. Can't tell. And you. then everyone in the West—you just have Cobb and and uh, Tavares, Jackson, and Alex Smith and nope. Bradford. A lot of people are very high on. As we discussed oh, earlier, oh yeah. Now but, he looks like somebody. so.
10: Eli Eli could be top seven, top six. Okay. Right. Go with well. Okay, we we made the five. Okay, we made we the five. The five. Right talk, oh, I'm going to give Roethlisberger six. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put Eli seven. And Romo goes. Eight. Oh well. Okay. And you got Vic. See, you got Romo. <laughs> okay. Vic. Wait a minute. Let me take that back a little yeah. bit. I, I'm I'm I don't know about Romo, Vic, and Eli. To me, he is definitely top ten. Eli. Oh yeah. Definitely. There you go. Yeah definitely. yeah. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I like him. I like the guy. I pull go for on. him all the time. All right. This is fun. See, we don't <laughs> have to just talk movies, but let's do that anyway. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh so again the system that we came up with for you to review movies for us here on the ridiculous podcast. With... No, don't give me that we stuff. That was the royal we. <laughs> 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 the system being uh the diddly poo rating system. Oh gosh, I hate that name. <laughs> I do! I hate it! But you're kind enough to to give some leeway. For you. For the show. For you. And for me, okay. Uh, The fewer the diddly-poos, the better. So it's the inverse rating system of a star system. The more stars a movie gets by a movie reviewer that usually indicates of how much you like the film, the fewer the diddly-poos... The better. The better.
10: That that means diddly-poos is a bad word.
0: (laughs) Zero diddly-poos means you love a movie. Okay. And you've only done this once for us, and yet, tell me what you told me when you were at the New Orleans Saints practice. Somebody screamed out at you. What did they scream out at you? I
10: I was... I'd been at the practice for two hours, two and a half hours, and and they they have stands out there, and they let the fans watch it, Mm. and I'm walking... To my car. I'm walking off the field and I'm walking right in front of the stands and some guy yells, hey, Mora! <laughs> how many diddly poos are you going to give the saints? <laughs> See, well, it's catching fire. I know. I know. It's capturing
0: imaginations, much like many of these films maybe that, that are in movies near you. Okay, so uh, you have seen six films. Six films that you were reviewing for the Rich Eisen podcast, starting with Crazy Stupid Love. I've heard nothing but good things about this film. What do you say about
10: it? A good it? movie. A good movie. I liked it. You want me to give it my diddly poo radio? No, well, just no. Give me. Tell me first well, what you liked well, about it. Well, it's a romantic comedy. Yeah. Uh, um, what's the guy from. Steve uh, Carell. Steve, yeah, he's from in it. office uh, 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 K- the office. Uh, Emma Stone. Emma Stone, really. Yeah. And we'll get to her in a minute because she's in another movie here okay. that we're going to talk about. I really liked her. Uh, uh, Ryan Gosling is that? Gosling. Gosling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, was in it. Good. Uh, and I enjoyed it. I mean, I sat there and and thoroughly enjoyed it. Kevin the Bacon was in it. Julianne Kevin Moore. Kevin Bacon. Was in it. Julianne yeah. Moore. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, the lovely Marissa Tomei. Well. Yeah, she had a good part. She's spectacular. Yeah, I like her. I'm a big, a, I'm had, a big Marissa. She, she uh, there was some. It was good. It was you know, typical romantic comedy. Type. Okay.
0: Yeah. Did you I, Did you laugh? Were you, you?
10: I laughed? laughed a little bit. Now there's another one here later on where I really laughed. Okay. But and I laughed a little bit. But I, it was an enjoyable movie. I I liked it. So Crazy Stupid Love and you would get what? what uh, you I'm gonna doing? give it two. Two mm-hmm. diddly poos.
0: Two diddly poos. So that's right down the middle of the road right there. Well. That is, that's middle of the right. Okay, hey, listen, but, but, I'm but not I, complaining. Okay, I'm, no, I'm going to
10: give it two, but I liked it. I would recommend it to people if they uh, like that type of a movie. Okay, yeah. okay. Okay. Uh, Fred,
0: here's one for you uh, that I'm excited that you saw. Uh, Friends with Benefits. Jim Morrow Sr. seeing Friends with Benefits. Uh, Justin Timberlake and the lovely oh, man. Mila Kunis.
10: Is she something? Wow. <laughs> I'm telling you what, she's a fox. If there's a fox in the movies right now, Mila Kunis <laughs> is it. Yeah. And and Justin Timberlake, a good actor, I think. He mm-hmm. he did, you he, know, he's not just a singer, he's no, no, he's, just, he's, a, he's, he's an actor. In, he's multi-talented. Uh, and I it, it's very much like Crazy Stupid Love. Mm-hmm. I I I saw I, I saw friends with benefits before I saw Crazy Stupid Love mm-hmm. and I, and I liked them both a lot. Again, a romantic comedy. Right. Very good, funny, light, sexy, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, you know. And, and and I probably like Crazy Stupid Love a little bit more than Friends with Benefits, but mm. I'm going to give them the same diddly poo rating, a two, a two, a two. Diddly-poos. But Mila Kunas is really something. I was and, about
0: to say just just for her alone, oh, that's
10: got that's oh, got yeah. to you got to take ha- at least a, a half a diddly poo off the off the well, off the board I, I, just for her I mean, alone. I, I mean, she's something. She's. I mean, you know, I saw her in in the, what was the. Uh, the, the academy uh, oh she
0: was in the 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 black
10: swan the black swan and she had, she was thin and yeah. For that, and she'd lost a lot of weight, and mm. she didn't look as good. Now she's filled out a little bit. You, <laughs> you know. like the you like I a little like bit fill, of <laughs> I like the filled out Mila Kunis better than the skinny one.
0: Jim likes a little bit of the the, the Mila Kunis meat on the bones. Is it Miller
10: or Mila? Uh, I, it, I
0: think it is. Uh, it's Miller. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> she's she's uh, a fox, as you would say. Wow. All right, so two diddly diddly-poos for Friends with for Benefits. For both those, yeah. Okay. Friends with Benefits. Now we're yeah. going to switch gears here. Okay. Uh, one of the uh, more anticipated films. Out right now because it's an adaptation of a very popular book, The Help. Right, you have seen The Help. Saw The Help. What did you think with, with Emma Stone? Emma Stone. She's in that film as well. Right, um, and this is supposed to be her big, her big, booming coming out party as an actress. What do you say about The Help, Jim Moore?
10: I really liked it. Uh, really a good movie, long movie. Emma Stone was great. The, the two gals that played the, the the principal maids in the in the movie were mm-hmm. great. It takes place in Jackson, Mississippi, back in. I don't know, maybe the 60s, 50s, 60s, uh, And and my wife read the book. She said the movie really followed the book. She said the characters in the book were, were well casted in the movie. So Connie said and it was faithful to the to the book. Very much so. Okay. Very much so. In fact, I'm going to read the book. I'm anxious to Based read it. Based on the film. Based on the to... film, I'm going to read the book okay. because everybody's told me the book's great, and I like to read. So well, that's good. That means that the film must have been
0: good. If it, it inspired you to now, after seeing the movie, go 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 crack open the book. Right. Do, like you, do you do
10: the Kindle or you or you? No, talk... I uh, books. You, 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 she, my wife does the, the Kindle type. So, thing. but you want to actually? I like hold I like the book. A Book. Okay, yeah, so I like to make sure. Check and see how much more time I got. More pages in the chapter and everything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but anyway. You can tell how thick is the rest <laughs> of the pages are before you got to go. Okay, so you like the help? Why did you? Why did you like it? Was it? Uh, it,
10: was, it was. You know, the, the other two we've talked about, Friends with Benefits and Crazy Stupid Love, were kind of romantic comedies. Like this was. This had more meat to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. More. More. Uh, more drama uh, storyline. Uh, uh, could be could 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 have really happened, you know what I mean? And uh, it might have happened. Sure, it might have happened. Well, it's a socially conscious. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, so, so yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, uh, dealt with dealt with racial prejudice in the South a number of years ago, which I'm sure occurred very much so, and uh, it was good. I okay. Mean, I, 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 so, what do you? What's the rating? One. One diddly poo for the hell. One. I mean, and I I, I really liked it, but you know, zero diddly poo. Wow, that's just not. Well, listen,
0: you don't throw those ratings around willy nilly, Jim. I mean, zero diddly poo's is you. You need to save that. I don't think you've given one zero diddly poo's yet. You gave a couple of halves the last time. Yeah, okay, you did. Uh, I mean, again, you need to reserve that for for Academy Award-type stuff, which a lot of people think the Help may be. Do you did do you, Was there any Academy Award performances well, in the Help? In your, in your if, the, if they're
10: going to nominate, like, 10 movies now for Academy Awards, yes, you know what I mean, they what do. they're doing now, right. it, it could possibly be in the top 10. Oh, like he, Eli being in the top 10 <laughs> of quarterbacks. The help, the help could be in the... That, <laughs> it could be, you know. I love it. <laughs>
0: you just... You, yeah. Because it, it's funny, because, yeah, uh, in the previous Oscars... It was just six films. I know. So now they're going to 10. They to go to 10. So like, my <laughs> am all. all right All uh, right. Here we go. Here's another. Go- here, here's an interesting one Cowboys and Aliens. You saw Cowboys and Aliens. That's the last one I saw. I saw it a few nights ago
10: because I knew I was coming on your show. So oh. I wanted to see movies. <laughs> so that's one of them? That's one of them that you wouldn't ordinarily I have seen. I probably wouldn't have gone to see that. But I, here's another reason. One of my buddies that I was playing golf with a few days ago said, yeah. Go see Cowboys and Aliens. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's really good. You'll like it. And? A very exciting you know kept your interest it, it, it you know crazy cowboys and a, aliens coming it's an in odd monsters concept
0: right it's like a regular western town back in the right. 1800s right and, and then
10: all of a sudden an alien invasion aliens happens. invade and it monsters and crazy things happen and it's funny i didn't laugh i didn't think it was funny my buddy said it was funny i didn't, i wouldn't put it in the funny it was exciting right. there was a lot of uh, wild crazy you know bombs and shoot up harrison ford was an old cowboy Harrison uh, ford is uh, it? the other guy that daniel craig uh, daniel craig uh, he was kind of the he was the main guy mm-hmm. olivia Wilde, you know yeah, yeah. now she's not she's bad in, not in the she's, she's, Coons, she's, but still and she's been in a lot of she you know what mm. she was in uh she was in a, i think she might have been in, was she in crazy Super so she Lo- was in the change-up Oh, the change up. She Wilde. was in the change up. Yeah, We're going to get to that. We're yeah. going to get to that. Yeah. 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 She's in yeah. I knew a she'd been in something too, else I'd
0: seen. She's in a hot actress, too, yeah. in more ways than one.
10: But anyway, uh, it, it's okay. I mean, it was okay. I, mean, I didn't fall asleep. I didn't want to walk out. And it held my interest. When it a held... movie reviewer, such as
0: yourself, yeah. says, I didn't fall asleep. I didn't want to walk well, out, that's called faint praise, to say the least. So, what's your rating for Cowboys and I'm
10: going to, Steve. If I gave it four, that's awful. Four. is... I'm going to give it a three because okay. it's not as good as those other ones that
0: I've seen. Three diddly poos. Yeah. yeah, for cowboys and aliens. But it was great to see Harrison
10: Ford in a movie. I imagine though. Yeah, I but I, I didn't think he, he he wasn't in it a lot. Not Daniel enough. Craig was the main he's guy. The main Harrison guy. Ford was kind of the secondary oh, yeah, I love guy. Harrison. Oh, well, he's great. But I, I I watched it and I said, eh, somebody else could be doing this part, not Harrison Ford. That's kind of what I thought. Okay. You know, kind of. I thought it was kind of below his stature. Uh, really? Yeah, I did. I mean, I thought somebody So if else... you
0: were Harrison Ford's agent, you would have said pass? I would have. But did you know how much money he was hey, offering? <laughs> <laughs> That's something else, I yeah. don't know the answer yeah. to that, though. Yeah. But, uh, okay, here's a good one. Uh, when you emailed me uh, that you were, you know, when we were getting you in studio and giving the dates and going back and forth and what movies you've seen... I I had to share this with the staff too saying, I'm going to see the ape movie tonight. It's what you, is <laughs> right. what you email me. I'm seeing the ape movie. Rise of the planet of the apes. Right. You saw this movie. Right.
10: Review it for me, Jim Mora. Well, again, it's it's you know, it's a little bit of a takeoff on the previous apes movies, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I didn't see all of them either. Uh more up to date, well well done. Uh, Again, something you know obviously could could never happen. Again, something you sat there and you know you watched it with a lot of interest and mm-hmm. and and it, it was very exciting. It held your interest. Held my interest. Yeah, throughout. And okay. you know, I've fallen asleep in some movies before. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> really, but but no, not Rise of the Point. But it 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 uh, it was good. It it was interesting. I mean, I, okay, what I.
0: Did you feel for the apes? Did you feel
10: what I feel for the apes? Did you? Did you think uh, a little the... bit, a little bit, uh, but society necessarily... was putting. I, mean, I tell you what I didn't like about it. What The, did you the really ending. Mean? The ending kind of left you like there's going to be a, another sequel to well, it. Isn't that what it's all about, right? Yeah. They, I didn't think the ending was very good. Everything was pretty good up to the ending, and then it was a little bit of a
0: eh, letdown. Well, I mean, nothing can beat the the ending of the uh, the, the original Planet of the Apes. What was or, that? Well, I... Do you remember when uh, Charlton Heston sees this this statue of liberty oh, yeah. on, on, oh, yeah. on, on, That's on the on right. the beach? You know, and he's damned them all to hell. Uh, so, what do you give rise of the Planet of the Apes? Three, For same eight, as Cowboys and, and Aliens. But oh, Jim. Well, no. Listen, I'm just—I—I I feel certainly since you say that okay. I'm forcing you to see movies, and—and—and you're—you're—you're you're giving them one peg above the the worst rating possible. Well, the worst is really bad, but you know I, I don't want—I'm not going to give fine. it a two because I'm not going to put it in. You can't put it in Friends with right. Benefits, a crazy, stupid no, love. If you like those, if you've recommended those to people, you would I would recommend, recommend both okay. of those. Yeah.
10: All right. So right now, I uh, wouldn't recommend. I wouldn't say, "Hey, go see Cowboys and Aliens," or I wouldn't. I wouldn't say, "Go see uh, the Rise of the Planet of the Apes." I okay. wouldn't say that. All right. Last girlfriend. one. Last one that you saw. You saw the Change Up. Funny, funny, funny. I really like this movie. I mean, it. I don't know about the reviews that it got, and there's a lot of the swear words in it, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of nudity. But I'll tell you what, it was one of the funniest movies I've seen in a long time. Uh, the last movie that I just sat and laughed and laughed and laughed might have been the first Hangover movie, you know what I mean? Right. And I saw that twice. I saw it once You saw my... the Hangover twice. The first one, not the second one. Right. Yeah, because I saw it by myself one time, then I took Connie to see it. Okay, so I told... I'd i go see this one again. You'd see the change I, I'd up again. i see it again. And Connie and I went with us, and we were both laughing out loud a bunch during that movie. Because we, we... Yeah, well, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, if, if you don't want to hear... Swear words. I mean, I don't know what I can say on this show, but I'm not going to say the word. But right. But but and and nudity and 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 I want to see but, that. But I'll tell you what. Yeah. Okay. Well, then you'd like it because some good looking women in it, and you know, Olivia and, Wilde's in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know the other one, but and and Leslie was, Mann is her name. Yeah. It, it was and it's funny, man. I was laughing out loud. It, oh. it's a good movie. Okay. Yeah, I like I liked it, and it's kind of a. Uh, you know, a romantic comedy type thing on the on the I don't know if it's romantic. Yeah, it is. On on the same line as uh, Friends with Benefits mm-hmm. and and It's Crazy Stupid Love. But I I liked it a little better. Okay, so what do you give it? What do you give One. the change up?
0: One. One diddly poo. One. Oh, because I thought the way you were raving that that sounded like a no. half diddly poo to me. No, I'm just not so going. You know, b- Oh, you, I can do halves. Hold on. Yes, you can do halves. Let's let me let me just give this to you because you saw another Jason Bateman movie, Horrible Bosses. You gave that a half a diddly poo. I did. Yes, you did you did did you like the change i might give this up?
10: one i might give this one well, so th- did you like God, the change up
0: better than horrible bosses if yeah. you had to compare yeah, the I two yeah okay. i did i did so then you i i, I, did. I don't know why i don't want to influence your system here you, you give it whatever you want you give I'm gonna it i'm going to give it a one give it a one i'm still going to give it a one one diddly poo yeah for the change up yeah, okay. I,
10: I would recommend, but you know, you got to make sure the right people are watching it. I mean, you wouldn't want to take your kids to it or something. Viewer like discretion advised. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just to recap, oh,
0: by the way, we had uh, Jason Bateman on um, just uh, two weeks ago, and I told him that you were the official movie no, reviewer. You didn't. I, Look at everybody there. Okay. Put your hands up and swear. Swear uh, to swear, swear to the football
4: gods. This is true. This, this is, is true. true. Okay. This is true. Right.
0: I told Jason Bateman that you are the official movie reviewer of the Rich Eisen podcast, and he had the same reaction <laughs> that you did. What? That 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 upon hearing about him. Uh, being told about, you, he could not have been more excited. Oh, yeah, big deal. It's true. Okay. All it's right. true. He couldn't big have been deal. more excited. He yeah, Jim Moore Yeah, he did. He, <laughs> couldn't, he honestly was well, – because, again, Jim, I mean, you are, you know, the coach, the coach that everybody's known and loved for years and years and years and probably don't expect that – he probably doesn't expect that you go and to the see
4: the changeup.
10: Jason Bateman knows me because he probably watched those cruise commercials during <laughs> the season, and he's the change at the – uh playoff guy that's probably what...
4: <laughs> he, did, he, did offer to, he did offer to take coach to the premiere that night if he, he were in he did actually town. change up
10: No yeah for the change up yeah I yeah. would have gone he he said he would have taken you I'll tell you it, that's, a funny, that's a funny those two guys yeah Ryan I mean, yeah, Reynolds yeah, and yeah, him it's, it's funny it's, hey I hope I'm not overdoing this thing you're not overdoing I, it I thought it was funny I,
0: I, I can't wait to see it I just haven't seen it because of you know preseason and right. podcasts and two kids and all that stuff um, so you you reviewing uh, from the bottom up, uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Cowboys and Aliens, three diddly poos, mm-hmm. uh, crazy, stupid love and friends with benefits with the red hot foxy Mila Kunis, right. two diddly poos, right. um, and then the help and the change up. Could not be more on opposite ends of the cinema
10: spectrum. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> One diddly poop. Right. You liked them. And these you know, I go to a movie to to sit there and enjoy the movie. I don't care yeah. what the, everybody else says or right. the critics and all that. Just hey, what did I think when I walked out of there? And uh that's how I felt about those movies. And I again, didn't give anybody a no diddly poo because that nothing just knocked my socks off. You know right. what I mean? I'm talking about it. it has to be what really did? be special, and and nobody got a four because it was just I wanted to walk out or mm-hmm. whatever. And that's that's what it. I,
0: I, I like it. Uh, the zero diddly poo is the holy grail. Oh of well, films. It better be
10: good. I probably not, Don't ask me which ones, but I'm sure I've seen some. You well, know, you would have given
0: well, the Hangover zero diddly poos, right? No. You saw it twice. Might have given it a half. A half, really? See, I I like that, Jim. Don't don't just throw the zero. Did I'm not going to. to do it. It's got to be something special. Hmm. Uh, don't
10: ask me what I would give. No, a zero. no, I won't yeah. do that.
0: Because um, there are going to be more times. So right, can come back on. I better go see some. <laughs> no, <movies. laughs> don't take a break. I don't want you to burn out. Please, I want you to be able to go into the theaters with your what your popcorn, right? Popcorn, and, Diet Coke. Popcorn, Diet Coke. And again, you—if you have not taken my suggestion of giving a little burst of chocolate to your popcorn—no, no,
10: chocolate to my popcorn. Oh yes,
0: yes. Drop the raisinets in to the popcorn.
10: <laughs> have you never heard of that before?
0: No. Are you a raisinette fan?
10: I like raisinets. Okay.
0: Or M and M's, right? Yeah. I oh, like drop all them into in the popcorn. It's great. You never know when you're going to get that little extra burst. Because the lights are down, you don't know don't how much you grabbed. That. I don't. I, don't,
10: I that, right I'm just now, trying to enhance your movie-going right experience. You, I, when I get popcorn and diet coke, I'm watching a good movie. I'm doing good. That's it. I'm you're, doing good. Yeah.
0: You're the best. Thanks Thank for coming you, on. My pleasure. Oh, this Anytime. is the greatest. This is Jim Mora <laughs> back in person on the Rich Eisen podcast with all the films and all the uh, the analysis possible. Thanks for coming on. My pleasure. That was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. This podcast debuts 9.30 a.m. Friday morning on NFL Network with all of the preseason games being shown wall-to-wall, all 64 being shown on NFL Network this month of August. It's tough to find some television spots for this podcast to live, Um, but it's going to debut Friday morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. And please do set your TiVos for that just to merely see Jim Morrow Sr. wearing the Beats by Dre headsets.
2: Classic totally worth it right i do agree
0: i mean i i think this podcast uh gave jim Moore senior some street cred instantly totally i agree i do agree and next week paul rudd how cool will that be
4: looking forward to paul rudd he's uh he's a favorite of mine love a lot of his movies knocked up instant classic yeah he's been well clueless and but you know
0: some of the best stuff and he was anchorman we talked about the last time role models
4: I mean he's good he's stuff. one of those guys that he's just seems relaxed. Good to
0: dude me. too. He is. He is who he is. He is oh, who man. he who he, he is who he think he is, to use the dentist green <laughs> vernacular. Uh so that Paul Rudd's next week. The rest of it's sort of up in the air, I'm not lying. But it'll be good. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this one. I want to thank Kurt Warner, Marshall, uh Dion, Mooch. Quarterback killer Warren Sapp for joining me. That was a fun discussion. Mike Tarico. want to thank him. And, of course, the worldwide leader in sports.
2: <laughs> the Cold Hard Facts with... Rich, that is really good. Oh, God. I pulled a groin <laughs> just doing this voiceover. He still does
0: voiceover. He decades. still does. I
2: know. It's, I'm dying.
0: Coming up next on Sunday Countdown.
2: I remember those.
0: Mike Ditka remembers the days of the 85 Bears when he hated Buddy Ryan's guts. (laughs) He sits down with Steve McMichael. All right. uh, I'm going to stop doing this because, to be very honest, I need a lozenge. Okay. After that. Uh, And uh, I want to thank also Mike Tirico and uh, Jim Moore Sr. And his lovely wife, Connie, who was uh, in the booth when uh, he was calling Mila Kunis a fox. That wasn't awkward at all, was it? It
4: was great. It was great. Uh, I loved loved it. And then when he said he liked her with a little meat on the bones, too. (laughs) Probably probably my second
0: favorite Actually, uh, I said that. He uh, was talking about how she filled out.
4: Filled out, Yes. I
0: I mentioned the Mila Kunis meat on the My bones, which by the way is back. not a bad thing. It's <laughs> great meat, great bones. Let's be very very honest. And um, uh, Paul Rudd next week. You know what? I'm gonna, we got to get Kara back on. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. She said she would. She's just been traveling.
4: Uh, also, you, the Game Day Morning Crew. We've been getting a lot of questions about the Kinder Teach and Spoon. So maybe we can get Spoon to sit in for it. Uh,
0: I don't know if there's brief. if there's a happy. Uh,
4: there's no happy uh, end
0: conclusion to that. <laughs>
4: That's why we usually think
0: of these but things. But we, we do have to, as we say in the business, put a button on it, because there's a lot of people wondering what happened with that, especially since the kindergarten teacher that Kara set uh, Spoon, the original television producer of this podcast, up with. Um, we need We need to get the stirring conclusion of that. Or maybe something's happened that I'm unaware of.
4: We need closure.
0: We do need closure. The same thing for this podcast. Rich Eisen signing out. Stay
3: listening, friends.